0: i Spaces Welcome to the Ether. Today is Sunday, June 12th, 2022. Today on the Ether, part two of the two-part Cosmos DeFi and NFT space, the NFT happy hour. Let's take a listen.
1: All right. Uh, you're still there, right, Wolfman? Yeah, I'm here, but I don't want to take over, stuff. So you want to open no, it up. No, it's you? okay. I-, I wanted to um, kind of
2: respond to that, and I think um, I definitely see a difference between using NFTs as DAO tokens, maybe, maybe I'm just confused by the tokens, right? Cause I, I don't get using, I don't get using fung- fungible tokens to me. I, I don't see, I, I don't see how they're as good as, as NFTs that are voluntarily purchased. I, I, I think,
1: I think that they can serve their own purposes and they can be distributed in different ways and, and, and have, you know, make more sense long-term as like, we were all talking about, like as governance and as positions even take take more more positions like even what you've seen happen recently with uh like stargaze and consensus and all this right they came out with a cool little nft that you come out and get but you know that's pretty elite like there wasn't a few, a few hundred people right so that are going to get that NFT i mean i was at the event and i don't even know how to claim it because i didn't see the booth but uh, <laughs> but you know like um I, I mean there's the thing is that 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 really struck me was really interesting right because when i came into space in february i started talking a lot of this customization type type of talk and now it seems to be the standard almost and like uh there's another project a friend of mine was talking about um that you know wh- where like i was telling you like it's Defi, you know where where you literally uh you stake your tokens and then they issue an nft and I, i'm i'm waiting to to see, because I, I didn't know that they were doing this. And apparently they weren't doing this at the beginning. Um, but XdeFi is like tied into, um, you know, it's it's like a wallet and it, it does all these other things. And, you know, I was a pretty big doubter at the beginning too. And, and when the tokens dropped quite a bit. So I'm glad I didn't get in when they told me to get in. But but it's I find it very fascinating that if you stake your tokens, like he was telling me how he bought the NFT off a guy uh, for $125, but it had $500 with the tokens attached to it. Um, because the guy didn't know what he was even doing, right? Like that, there was tokens Ugh. attached to the NFT that he issued, right? But how fascinating is that? The idea of like, so like for me with ONFT, right? Having these fractionalized ownerships, right? If O token, if if somehow then each each NFT, um, when when the O tokens are issued, they actually are issued into the NFT, right? Um, but then there can be an extent of that where they're issued in other forms for other reasons it can make sense in that way, right? But it's it's figuring out that journey. It's figuring out how to make it make sense for everyone involved because, the, I mean, you have to remember, like, the whole point of tokenization in general is to expand the ecosystem, create value for everyone, create a an uh, ability to transact and, and a free market to do so. And so, like, if we want to, like, you know, if, like one of the, the, the biggest things for ONFT, right, is to, like, to grow the the vault and make it ever-expanding, but also to grow the funds to then, onboard new artists and new talent to then feed into the community so that they have more things that they can participate in and be a part of and then even eventually have even more games and ecosystems and everything else to build upon to do that right but if you just have like 8888 nfts period and that's all that represents the dow that's trying to do that that doesn't help fund what tokens can fund in that aspect but if you can find a way to do what you're wanting to make you happy like what I think that they've done, which is tying some of those tokens into those NFTs. Like when they stake them, they get issued that, and then they're upgradable even. Because then there's like um, a power and energy source to um, doing that, right? Because like, you know, it takes time and energy to to upgrade that and maybe even more investment, right? So there's there's other elements that could be added to it long-term that can help with that value proposition. Because like you said, though, the problem is, is we come in we throw these tokens out there and in the end, if it's not Bitcoin, you usually get burned. He, that, that, that's, that's actually, a,
2: that, that's a, that should be a proverb in crypto, right? If it's not Bitcoin, probabilities are against you, right? You're-, you're 100%. It, it's a, it's If it's like, since the beginning of crypto, the first altcoin that was created till now, probably hundreds of thousands of altcoins, there's like, what? In your portfolio right now a dozen two dozen right <laughs> something like mm-hmm. that and uh yeah you're right i just um the other thing that's confusing about the DAO tokens is that there's magically liquidity to exit them like is that coming from a juno fund like I, that that's that, that's not nothing right if if we just keep launching DAOs and then there's
1: a magical well, that's pool. been the most interesting thing about juno right is that juno swap and the idea of like them mimicking what osmosis osmosis has done right like basically they're taking that and they're trying to continue that but at the same time um there's been no other funding of projects like stargaze who were an important part of i feel like the ecosystem uh you know stargaze has no um there's there's no funding like there is an osmosis right like where where you would take the raw token and, and and help to uh create a richer and deeper pool for everyone so and then all of a sudden, now Juno swaps has halted, and not to fun fun any of that because I, I was one of the biggest believers. But as we can see now, too, I think one of the best parts about what we're all going through right now is that what just happened to all of us, and no matter how long you've been in crypto, I've been in crypto since 2013. Ego always takes hold, right? Success builds tremendous ego, and unless you're very spiritually centered uh, in your creator. Uh, that's gonna just continually to be a problem forever and ever. Amen. Right. And we've seen that with every single team in Cosmos just about that is that is not the, the standard, even the standard, right? And and outside of that, all of crypto seems to have the same problem. And it's it's like literally just been smashed to the wall. You know, you've seen Osmosis literally the whole chain halted. You've seen now JunoSwap halted. You've seen all the FUD behind so many of these projects and all this stuff happening and like now stargaze even who's an absolute amazing project but because they're decentralized at the core of everything they're trying to build right they have no liquidity now for no one can buy the nfts that are on sale right? like right if right. you look at the if you look at the volume now when this halt happened it's now halted the volume on stargaze right yeah. so that's a that's a huge problem too that you have to think about Like you're saying, like liquidity, but we're seeing this as a whole, like uh, in some of the other talks that I've seen in this whole space, like everybody's talking about the fact that, um, you know, liquidity in NFTs in general, but see, here's the difference, right? Um, I think that NFTs long-term still, no matter what, like they talk about going to zero. If you've seen anything, we've seen um, altcoins that are zombie coins still alive even
2: oh now, yeah we we we, we talked. I mentioned a couple before i'm I'm looking at Litecoin ethereum classic um, Lord knows what's going on with ripple right um, i what the first cryptocurrency I bought was ripple, right that I didn't know what I didn't know anything I was just I, I, li- I, I bought Ripple because it was under a I dollar. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but at one point, wasn't Ripple like number three in market cap or something? Like, like it, it's, but yeah, some of these coins, it's like, how do you get them out of the top 25 market cap? How do you get Dogecoin out of there? Like what, like what can, literally, what can Dogecoin do that another fast, cheap, like, like something like uh, XLM or something like that can't do? If you just want to move something really quick or cheap, there's plenty of those,
1: but do Do not Coin and like meme coins are they were probably the, the the preliminary aspect of what NFTs were going to be.
2: Okay, and you know what? before you came on, um, um the Stargate Citizens creator David was to- talking about how there's just such a meme culture in NFTs, but the meme culture definitely started in cryptocurrency. Um, it's mm. it's I I don't even know you have to almost value that as like a sub asset class right like it's almost like irony and and sarcasm are are asset classes within crypto it's just uh, it's 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 very interesting
1: but it just hasn't been issued as a currency before right news articles and blogs and posts and you know the whispers in the room that got traded between people those, those were currencies. They just weren't something that anyone else could see besides the people hearing yeah. them and seeing them, right? But now, memes are something. It's a currency. Memes are the very first currency that anyone and everyone could see. That's the only difference. And, and, and it was a currency that was, it, it was fully, fully tradable and has tremendous value, right, on all aspects and and it's the first one that could get understood and transcend into the crypto aspect where actual tradable value was happening right and i think that's and that's that's when you combine all of that that's where you get nfts they're the ultimate iteration of information and truth and everything else and that's that's the thing though they take different forms right because you have the, the moon side of it and then you have the art side of it and you have all these other things with gamification and everything else right but in the heart of all of it is we've taken we're taking every bit of communication and every bit of of every train every part of transactions and we're making it something feasible to for people to be able to buy sell and trade and that's not necessarily a good thing, but it's definitely something that isn't going to stop anytime soon. No, it's, it's going to
2: be part of the evolution of cryptocurrency.
1: Like now we're up
2: to NFTs and the, you're mentioning all the things that go along with that. Like what's next after this? <laughs> you know, I hope it's not DAOs. I find them boring. I don't know. I just, I'm like, all right, so there's DAO tokens and then there's NFTs where people are voluntarily becoming members of DAOs. I think that's a, a fast track. I think that's going to be better. Um, who knows what's after this? I don't know. Are we going to um, move every asset onto the blockchain? Hopefully, right? It, it, that might be the next thing we're talking about. And maybe NFTs take a back seat. But right now, the most exciting thing happening in crypto, I would say for the last six months is NFTs. NFTs are increasing market cap and like pissing in the face of the broader economy, which is amazing but not every NFT collection is successful or even within a collection, not every NFT in one specific collection is, is, is desirable even. You know, if you, you, you release a 10K collection, let's just say it's PFPs. Let's just say, make it simple, I, I released 10,000 PFPs, but um, I, then, then uh, you know, a day later, I release my rarity chart. Well, guess what? Like the bottom two thirds of my collection might now be selling for less than what it minted for yesterday. And then eventually those might fizzle out and just be you know, almost worthless because there's those collectors who are hunting rarity. Um, even though the market cap of the project might be increasing, there's a wide gap between the, the top one third or top say one fifth and the rest of the collection so i had
1: i had a lot of thoughts on what you were saying but i do want to address one of the things specifically right now is i am fascinated by um you know being uh coming heavily into nfts through stargaze um watching hubble hubble tools come into play has been one of the most fascinating things i've seen happen um, in this ecosystem on its own, just on its own little island, because um, it's really fascinating to watch people buy and sell by tremendous value, right? Because you have to remember with NFTs, most of the people in them have no idea how to value them, have no right. idea and no understanding about what art is and how to, 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 to look at any aspect of this. So there's only one element that we're looking at right now which is um rarity in these stats that hubble tools came out with which i'm pumped about because as as you know starting the onft vault right i'm like we're focusing on stargaze heavily so i'm buying nfts consistently with the funds that we make off of our mill. right um and yes, there are certain ones that are considered rare. But for me, I just see as things that are important. But I'm not buying because things are rare on, on, on those basis, right? I'm buying them because I see something special in them. And for me, like bad kids is one of the best examples of this. Every bad kid that's selling for pennies on the dollar on what the, the rarity chart claims them to be valued at right that's just nuts of a and i really don't want to even be saying this yet because i still have a lot of buying i want to do for our vault um because i want it to be a very huge vault that uh of the early ecosystem because i think that i mean imagine being early on board apes or punks like before people really understood nfts like that's where we're at right now with the stargaze nfts right now like they're everything that's in this ecosystem is super undervalued long term but like yeah yeah but like yeah. all the bad kids like there's nothing like that on the in the space but also there's a few no. other collections in here that are the same way but like the work to me and i don't i hate that i'm gonna say it but the, the worst looking kids are to me the, some of the most valuable because the most polished ones are going to those more rarest things That has nothing to do with like the long-term value because in the end, so much of what I've seen a lot of people even collect these for is because they relate to them. They look like them, whatever it might be. So just like a punk even then though, because a punk is a punk, it's now worth this insane value. I see that in five to 10 years as the cosmos ecosystem is lifted up. I think Stargaze is right there because of their decentralization tools and everything that they're building. I think every single project building right now, even the worst, Can be lifted by you know all all boats being risen there but at the same time you have really special projects like bad kids and others that are like the chodes i mean the chodes are the baby chodes are one of my favorite projects they're the most disgusting most nastiest little shits on the planet they are so disgusting and i love them and i think they're fantastic because because they're so gross and nasty they are perfect. They are some of the most and that's what's so beautiful about Cat Bad Kids right? Uh, and some of these other collections that are, have been released through this ecosystem and they're not being valued that way. It's like and even then like Baby Chodes had no value really to them even on the people were dumping some of the most rarest ones for almost nothing because people didn't see the an underlying long term value for them. But in the end right? Like we're so early here like everything that I've bought for myself and bought for the vault is is never like uh, zero plans to sell. I mean, once the DAO forms like, yeah, the community can say some certain things. But like, again, that's again, back on that down conversation, really, the goal is to have some bylaws and some rules and some leadership positions put into place before that goes into action so that uh, we don't have bad actors coming in and saying, hey, let's put a proposition to sell everything in the collection. And then give all the money to the people in it, because that's not my purpose for forming any of this, right? My purpose for this is to uplift everybody, um, and 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 then to to build an ecosystem and that, something that's really healthy that that uh, just you know creates something beautiful long term.
2: Well, hopefully with my my ONFT, <laughs> I have exposure to that because I have I've dropped the ball on Stargate, to Be honest with you, I was like I was like I don't see how. Every single project is gonna just rip up once the marketplace opens, there's obviously gonna be some opportunities to get some stuff below the mint and that is just not what happened at all. I, the other thing I was thinking was, hey, I'm getting like 105% APR to not buy NFTs on Stargate. Uh, yeah. So so I'm like, am I more bullish on the token or am I more, or am I gonna just
1: shoot from the hip at this brand new marketplace? So, I
2: um, well, and there's yeah.
1: certain specific ones though that you're going to want to pull the trigger on, and some of them, like, oh, yeah, 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 larger collections, right? But, like, for me, one of the first things that I was investing in, you know, was a specific collection that only has 25 in each one, right? So, you know, like stuff like that, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to be looking at heavily to see, you know, people, you know, when the first marketplace opened, like, that was the best time to really scoop up those after, that. right? Like you're saying, like, Maybe it's like better in the short term. Cause like what you don't understand is like you're gonna catch a lot of knives. Like oh, it, yeah, it I was I was I was dead I was dead wrong. I should have just that the day the marketplace
2: opened, I should have just bought like you said you name bad kids and you name punks. I mean, those are going to first of all, those are so good. Both of those collections are so good. Yeah. That first of all, stargaze Punks is the best pixelated NFT I've ever seen and Mm. and um i love the pixelated nfts for some reason i think i i think i think
1: it's our chosen
2: yeah i i I, I remember (laughs) i'm like this is like space invaders this is like yeah whatever i
1: literally had an atari in the basement in germany playing space invaders and frogger and pong and like when i see these nfts i get pumped
2: my still works, my Atari. I it's at my parents' house, and as long as the oh, um, <laughs> the t- the TV has the right connections, it still works. I got like I do know, like 12, 15 games. Got a couple bad games, but you know, got some good ones. I got, uh, I got Raiders of the Lost Ark and Pitfall. Oh. Those are like those are like the two best. And then obviously, well, whatever we could talk. We can have we can have a whole Atari spaces. It would end up with like but see 40, that's one of the coolest
1: thing that like this that whole ecosystem doesn't exist. Except for the fact that the timing all of this, uh, to be able to come out <laughs> with things like that, right? Like the early investors that have become they're our age and then younger, right? They're really not older than that. So like we see that, we relate to it, and we get pumped. like that's what's so amazing, like the affinity for eighties. Like I'm a big 80s buff, big eighties. Well, buff. I think
2: all the comic book stuff is geared towards people like us. Um yeah. and I, I feel like um Sports have not really knocked it out of the park with NFTs yet, but when they do, hopefully it takes the form of well, like old school baseball is cards.
1: So non-tech, it's not even funny.
2: That's Whereas the other thing. Those are gamers, people that go to garage sales looking for looking for yeah. baseball cards.
1: Yeah, I remember doing that as a kid. I mean, I remember, you know, yeah. going to find ten cents, you know, this, that, and the other. But like, you know, as far as gamers go, especially if you're gaming now, like you have to be somewhat pretty advanced compared to somebody who goes to a baseball game. And like, yeah, you might be intermixed with those that, those people, but the majority of the population is nowhere near anything that can be onboarded into the NFT space. But here's the thing. Imagine owning a 1910 rookie card, a 1920 rookie card. That if you're getting into sports NFTs now, that's what you're buying, right? Yeah. It's limited, it's short, it's everything that you think and want it to be. But at the same time, is it? Is it though in the sense that that the the whole space because of that is it because it's okay, so when the reason that even happened was because the space wasn't aware of it. There were only a handful of people who were saving these cards that then eventually became worth money because they were trading card, they were bubble gum cards. They were bubblegum cards. They weren't worth right, anything. Right. right? Whereas and so in their first issuance, they had no value. So this is what I learned too with even my own NFT collection, is understanding like when you're trying to build an ecosystem, the cost that it can come from. Versus, like the idea of like when you create value for your your followers, that is what creates the community, right? So anyone who makes money in a community is gonna be more inclined to be involved with you, right? And so early base call, baseball card is, and stamp collectors are all people who you can like onboard and saying that that's something that's very real and long term because. They all made money along the way to go up, right? And if you were in NFTs early on, you were in the same aspect, right? Like so much of um, this,
2: you're also an evangelist of sorts when you make money early on. That's all that becomes like a
1: like more than a hobby. You're talking about it all the time. People know you as that person. Uh, That's why Osmosis, Juno, and Luna, and the rest of them. I mean, Luna was literally pennies and became a hundred dollars. That's literally the dream of all. Like what you said, XRP. People in XRP have been believing that for since inception, right? That, that eventually it would go from a few pennies um, to 100 to hundred plus dollars, right? To Well, 589 is the number, right? So, uh, you know, I mean, you have this in all these ecosystems. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges that some of us, when we come into NFTs, we may have our own ideas. We have our own visions where we think like this is what it may cost. But I think the, the biggest barrier and the biggest cost is building a community. And I think that people, yeah, some of these yeah. some of these projects, they didn't even know that they were doing that. They were just like we they have they had no freaking plan. Right. Like when Stargaze Punks came in, they were like, we have no plan. We have no idea. I remember that. The guy, the guy basically
2: the guy basically kicked me out of the discord. Because if you remember in the beginning, before the Genesis meant, I was just harassing nft creators so i was just like hey let me ask you about i I mean i bothered well no you i might have got your info from uh jerry rusty i can't remember but i was going Mm. into discords and and dramaverse just said no you're breaking our rules oh no stargaze punks like no you're breaking our rules we have no interest in promotion no interest in any type of interview nothing we're just making this PFP project because this is cool on ETH and we want to attribute it. I was like, shit. All right. Sorry. I deleted my message and I left the discord and I was like, all right, good for them. I mean, they they, like, they have a cool PFP project. I don't really, it doesn't really resonate with me personally. So I guess it's like, yeah, I'll just go on. I'll just go bother. I'll go bother someone else about their NFT collection. They were, you know, they were like 15 of, of the Genesis project. I think I got like seven to interview it. I did it without planning. I just did it like a two week span. Um, I, can we talk about sports NFTs? Can we, can we change the subject? Cause you get, you yep. got me. Uh, I, well, hold I, I, on I'm, one
1: second. I just want to finish that. I just want to talk about sure. community, community building in that sense. Cause it's something that, I have, I have been even learning on my own front, right? Like you have real world communities. And even then I watched that happen too. Like a good friend of mine, Fawn Bonebroth uh, here locally. And they're all throughout the U.S. now. uh, I helped them build a lot of their early stages. Um, You know, they were in a massive struggle to connect because Facebook made it so hard for them to be seen. But then during COVID, even like small retailers who are like clothing stores, antique stores, started creating like their own community groups so that they could, they could be seen. So creating community in a way that can be seen is the most invaluable process of all of this. And that's something that even us as like when we see big projects, like, hey, we're going to build this game, we're going to build this, it costs this much, you know, all this artwork creates this much, it's going to take this long to build. It's in the end, though, like we can build more stuff on top of it once we have a community that is willing to be there to support what we're trying to do. But in the end, in the beginning, it's almost better in that sense where I say, wow, I came in with a massive roadmap um, that I'm going to do everything I can in my life to, to to never stop building. But at the same time, right, like my community is still smaller than like Stargaze Punks who came in with no roadmap whatsoever. They did have yeah. a community from a Andromedaverse that had been around for a much longer time. So they were able to onboard that in the beginning stages but and then they also had something that wasn't wasn't unique that was very and then they refined it and made it even more beautiful right like you said like probably one of the best um punk collections in the whole entire space right just i
2: would say any pixelated nft um i do like the uh the two twitter banner projects a lot um but stargaze punks is I mean, I'm not, I am not like the encyclopedia of NFTs. That, doesn't, that, that looks like something other than a uh, pixelated NFT to me. It just looks so much better. Yeah. So anyway, I want, I want a quick... Yeah, let's min- talk sports. So I started minting these sports NFTs on... Uh, it's actually basically on like the NFT version of a centralized um, exchange. But at any given time, I can move them off and put them onto uh, the, the Matic network. Um so Tom Brady started NFT company. Are you aware or no?
1: No, I haven't dove deep into sports NFTs. Okay. So. so he partnered with DraftKings.
2: He has an NFT um company where the, the his board of advisors or whatever you want to call them, his team is Wayne Gretzky, Derek Jeter, um uh Tiger Woods, just one iconic player from every sport, basically, including Simone Biles, um, Hussein Bolt. He just has a huge um, group of athletes that are backing this. And um, the NFTs are like, eh, they're all right. But what I did one day was like a Derek Jeter collection was dropping and I was unable to get a Tom Brady or Wayne Gretzky collection. They just sold out too fast. And I, I was like, you know what? Let me just try to get as many of these Jeter ones as possible. Like he's like the guy with with baseball, especially, you know, most visible player on the best team. And I just grabbed a whole bunch and they're all right. It's autograph.io is the uh platform. Um I picked up another, I forget I think I bought something, a Tiger Woods thing on a secondary market. It's actually not that easy to use. It's it's pretty shitty 'cause you you keep going back and forth between DraftKings and Autograph.io's website because I guess jurisdiction and, you know, whatever the rules are maybe it's just because i'm in new york and new york just uh new york doesn't want anyone to make money so they don't want me to have nfts that easily i guess but um yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool platform autograph.io and uh yeah the stuff is all right i think like corporate nfts are going to be horrendous but this is not that bad i guess considering it's not naturally uh, you know evolving from the, the, what i consider to be the real nft space but whatever i'll be the first one to have this shit if uh if if, if there are a bunch of copycats that would be even better for me right like if if there are like 10 other companies trying to copy what DraftKings
1: and tom brady's doing and i and well and i think that's the beginning stages of a a, a, a group that really doesn't even have a choice in the matter right like if you're a professional ball player uh you know in any any of these sports right like like trying to break outside of that and then try to create something decentralized outside of it i don't that i don't see a lot of benefit for any of them to do that right now unless there's a core conviction that like a lot of us who are building it right now have and that's why we're here in this space and then you have just money grabbers coming in and all spaces always doing whatever but like I don't see there's just not a lot of benefit for them to not be putting everything that they think out into those type of centralized exchanges for quite a while now, because, uh, you know, what's the benefit of, of somebody who's even like up and coming, like wanting to, to issue their own rookie cards, right? Like until there's like a platform, I guess, that is <laughs> decentralized that can onboard a few of these guys, right. And convince them. Because yeah. I mean, if Ethereum in itself is not decentralized in, in a way of being. They're very attached to globalists in every front, right? Even Solana is is very attached to globalism in and, and a lot of front as far as VCs and investors go. So, I mean, Cosmos is one of the few ecosystems that is that is separated from that ecosystem. And seeing anything built in that space for that is way far off.
2: Oh yeah, I, I think to your point, like to, to be an athlete or you know any public person and mint your own nfts for an athlete i would say it would it would be given more value if it was part of a collection that was you know minted by some kind of you know tops or upper deck has their own nft collections i know nba had like the top shot and i did try to mint that that came out right when i first started venturing into nfts and every time it went to mint the site was crashing and then I went to go mint another project on another blockchain and the site crashed. I was like, Holy shit. Like people are trying to buy this stuff instantaneously when it gets released. Like you have no margin for error when you're minting some of these NFTs. And then I got, mm. um, I got, I, I, I got the, the, um, the VV app and they're, they're, um, they're affiliated with an actual blockchain, but they have the offic- official licensing for Disney, Marvel, um uh, universal, you know, you can, you're getting like official Disney NFTs or coca Cola's on there. U.S. Postal Service is minting stamps on there. Um, and some of that stuff, they, they would drop. Okay, we're going to drop 30,000 Spider-Man comic books today. When, when I tell you under a tenth of a second, it's gone, it's gone. And like there was months where I didn't even mint. And I'm like, I'm online at the right time. Have my finger over the button. Okay, it's live. Boom, it's sold out. It, it was, it, it was incredible. Um, I think I've only been able to mint one thing since like September on this uh, platform, but anyway, it's part of the um, Ecomi blockchain. Um, and there is a token, but they have, they're having a hard time basically um, making the token useful in the, uh, in the actual app. Cause the app is a company, right? So, but yeah, this, I, I have NFTs on so many blockchains. I don't even know like what my actual, physical possessions are anymore i'm just managing my nft
1: you don't even know what your portfolio looks like you can't they see that see there's a value by having actual tokens because you can know what the hell you're holding versus NFT, you have no idea what you're
2: holding (laughs) hey look there needs to be eventually there's going to have to be a token that's indexing um a whole bunch of your nfts like there's going to be like a token that automatically updates and it, it serves as your spreadsheet for your nft collection Right? That way you could just say, what do I have in this wallet? Okay, I got this. In this wallet, I got this. Just looking at one kind of evolving well, token. And,
1: and that was kind of the idea behind the idea of like having not just ONFTs uh, that are then have these this collection, but really maybe separating it even and having the O token the that's like an index token for each group, like for the gaming tokens that are held for the for you know, NFTs that are held and the ART token, you know, NFTs that are held, right? Like, there's there's long-term, there's, there could be and you're already seeing that, right? You're already seeing, um, there's a lot of like, it's not like I invented this, right? Like, I had the idea for it, but I didn't know what it was until then I saw, you know, other projects saying, you know, kind of doing something along these lines, right? And it's like, oh, okay, this is what it could look like, you know, because there are Ethereum NFT vaults that then They're tokenized, right? And then they're thrown into the um, DEXs, right? Like they actually have ones that are accumulation of several different tokenization um, versions of all these NFTs wrapped up. And then it's, you know, an IDEX of, of, you know, whether it's gaming or NFTs or... You know, and then and they have two other sectors in that. So, I mean, there's a lot of value in that, too, because then you can be exposed to a lot of different things and even be exposed to, like, punks and, and um, some of the bigger projects <coughs> in the ecosystem. But, you know, it, it gets tricky because it's, um, you know, it's still art and, like, it's still undefinable in so many ways. And, you know, like even, you know, some of the bigger people and even the newer bigger people like Gary Vee and all of them talk about, you know, like, there's really no way like, 95% of fail, and like, yes, he even believes in certain things, he hasn't, he's not a shot caller, like, he doesn't know, you know, because we don't know if a certain blockchain even will implode between now and 10 years, right? Like, of course, yep, yep. You know, and, and and if the entire world somehow destroys decentralization and goes fully centralized, and we we'll all upload to the metaverse, like, I mean, that's a whole other ball game, And then just everything that we've all been doing either uploads into that or it's it dead already or it doesn't even have the ability to upload into it and it's dead. So everything you just have and all your – it's gone.
2: Yeah. Uh, you're right. You're right.
1: This is all
2: – the thing is what you, I think what, what maybe some people are hoping for, what I'm hoping for is – not only are you have to pick the right project, you have to pick the right blockchain that's still going to exist in five years because there are some blockchains <laughs> that will, you know, osmosis is down right now. I'm pretty sure it's going to be up in a day or two, um, but there are other blockchains that go down and, you know, they'll either come up as something totally different or they will never come back online again. You know, some there's got to be some blockchains where none of the validators are making money, right? Like what? What's their incentive to continue minting blocks on certain blockchains? I'm not talking about IBC only. And if you have a bunch of value on this blockchain, I mean, I have, a, I, have I had all my stable coins on Osmosis, and I was waiting to mint Orbital Apes. Mm. And and guess what? I had to do like an over the counter trade with someone to get stable coins that I could move into MetaMask, and just because I didn't want to inject new cash into into crypto, right? Which, which, ironically, I would be highly dependent on centralized exchanges that, uh, you know, to to be able to facilitate. So,
1: yeah, I that's I, the I, 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 one, I, I like this last market was probably one of the most exciting moments in my entire crypto history. You know, when I I said this on the interview we did uh, on YouTube, right? Was the mo- one of the most exciting things was was when I was able to like be LPing on Sift Chain. You know, pull off my rewards so simply into osmosis, take that, throw it on to Terra Station, take that, put it on to, you know, um, door, door, door swap, right? And then swap that for Bitcoin and send it to my cash shop and cash out. And it was like a less than a 10, you know, it was a five minute process. I mean, it was so instantaneous the whole way through. It was amazingly beautiful. Unfortunately, that system is fully collapsed. And now uh, one chain is dead completely another chain is frozen and then the other swap is dead. And I mean, you know, like it's, it's, it's so crazy how we could go from that perfection just a couple of months ago to being where we're at now.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think, it, I mean, it's a good reminder that like we're using like such experimental stuff with ultra low liquidity compared to how markets are, I guess, set up now where we have all this siloed liquidity and, stuff breaks and validators don't do their up their their software updates and then you have like some schmo who's supposed to be a validator going in and like exploiting a the a, a, a protocol when they don't even validate on that chain so like why are they looking for that um what
1: well, i think it, it that's just, the biggest thing is if you're in nfts like you have to remember like when you're investing in these things there's a good chance there may be zero liquidity when you oh, yes. sell and oh, yes. to not invest in any of this unless you're willing to be able to hold this thing for many years and then even then if you like you better like what you have because you may never be able to sell it for what you bought it or even a fraction of that but if if you know it, it it's all about why you get into this space and what you're trying to do and what you're trying to build
2: yeah i think i think A safe way, conservative way to look at NFTs is these are the ultra low liquidity altcoins from like 2017 that are on shady exchanges where you don't even know where the
1: exchange is based out of. Right? That's the liquidity. Hey, man, we're talking about. I was holding in 2015, 2016, I held Ron Paul coin and I had a lot of faith in that coin. Okay. It's not my fault that the election. I got to say, I got to say, if
2: I, I like around 2007, I would say, Obviously, I you know a lot of people probably in my boat learned of Ron Paul. Just you know, he was like literally the YouTube sensation as far as politics goes, and and that is what started my path to understanding like how cryptocurrency was going to impact not only the financial markets but like just uh, freedom in general, different parts of the world that did not have the freedom to transact. So yeah, I, I, I there was um, there was there was more than one token. Dedicated to Ron Paul, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, but back in like 20, there was literally just one Ron Paul coin back in like 2015. I used to play like, um, it was like a penguin something. I can't remember if I used to play with my Bitcoin. And oh my gosh, what the? Why? Why? Yeah, I used to get like 0.08 Bitcoin.
2: Uh, I I, I remember one, it was like 2011, 2012. I used to play in these like underground poker games um, during the week. I, you know, I was teaching um, f- first couple years teaching. You don't really make enough money in New York to do anything. So I was playing poker to make some extra money. And one guy was going to cash me out of the game. He's like, dude, he goes, I'll give you three Bitcoin instead of your 240, whatever dollars that I was supposed to get. And I was like, man, I was like, I don't even have a fucking smartphone. I don't know what you're talking about like just give me the 240 bucks and next time you could tell me about that because he was like look i'm I'm selling buying and selling these things i I bought it for 68 i sold it for 80 and uh i I just laughed because even if i got those those three bitcoin i probably would have sold it when it was like 500 bucks if i even could sell i don't even know if i would would know enough
1: if i hadn't been such a degenerate gambling uh drinker back in those early days i I never would have sold. I'm such a hoarder uh it's not even funny so i I would have been set, but uh you know life happened so grateful to be here now, building in a different environment in a different space and and seeing the potential like what all this represents and what it can be, but at the same time recognizing that uh you know we we have our limitations and like stepping aside to our own egos and knowing that like even the things that we don't think can happen can happen in crypto and that we need to be aware of that and know that uh you know it's important to be humble in this space
2: oh yeah oh yeah i'm wondering you know we're talking about osmosis going down and everything when it does fire back up are we going to get like a nice flash crash? Like there's no way to set limit orders in IBC, huh? Cause I'm thinking that I'm looking mm. at Juno swap now. Osmo is a dollar, right? It, it was like a dollar 50 or so before it went down, but I guess Juno swap is uh, the only way out of Osmo. I think I'm not, not hundred, maybe gravity. Mm. I, I'm not even sure. So osmo is a dollar right now does it go to 50 cents for like a minute
1: (laughs) or like 20 cents for like a second are people gonna really dump it well honestly i mean after what's just happened now it could i mean it could go further than that at this point if the bear market continues with this up and down the thing that people don't that are still thinking a hopium phase is that like altcoins if Bitcoin goes sideways and just does thirty-one to twenty-seven, or if if it goes from thirty-eight to twenty, you know, over the next year or six months, like it, it means that your your altcoins are going to zero in a big way. That hurts, um, and and people keep like I remember when the the first point when all this started to drop and all these big personalities on Twitter were like, "I'm I'm in, I'm buying, let's go." I'm like, "Yo." it's too early. Stop. You're going to catch knife, And then just like, haha. you know, let me keep going. It's like, you don't understand. Like, this has been done so many times before. You need to just when it, it like, if, if, if you're doing, if you're buying, if you're buying Bitcoin on the dip, that's different. But if you.
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Growing up, you don't buy, buy altcoins in this environment. Like, because right. you just, you have no idea. What Bitcoin does to all coins, but when it comes to Bitcoin buying on the dip, it's going to dip to a certain extent, and then but from there, you're a few thousand away from whatever buying point, and then it's going, it's, it's going, it's going, it's going much further than this. Like there's no guarantee, there's no, there's no doubt in that. But like, you know, because all coins, like if you believe in your ecosystem, then you have to believe in Bitcoin's ecosystem, because there's no way that's detaching in any time, in the next ten years minimum.
2: Oh, yeah, no, I agree with you. I've I've turned off everything the last month or so, and I'm just, any airdrop I'm getting, I'm selling it into stable coins. And I am compounding rewards for Juno, Stargaze, Stars, and Osmo, and Secret. Um, But other than that, all I'm doing is I I just- Well, can you do me a favor
1: and send? Yeah. Let me even add this. Send me your address so that I can make sure you're excluded from the Ali's token drop just, just so we don't get dumped on.
2: Oh no, no, I'm not going to, I mean like the airdrops like raw. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, man. Dude, you know I'm kidding. (laughs) But, but long story short, all I'm doing now is I'm just like every day I buy a tiny bit of Bitcoin automatically through an app and that's about it. It's just, I I mean, I I, I think Bitcoin can go down to 19 and change. And like you said, that's going to, that's there's there's altcoins and then there's altcoins right like adam is an altcoin yeah. but then there's altcoins that no one knows about that only we know about it because we're an ibc like i don't even know what's going to happen to those and i would say out of all the tokens that are right now connected to ibc um if even if you catch the bottom you know osmosis goes down to 25 cents and you, you buy a whole bunch that's great you might wait two years for it to get above 27 cents so
1: I I think that that this market is a, a blessing, not because it's a buying opportunity for everyone. It's a reminder of ego, of the idea that um, Juno could have gone to you know a thousand plus this this cycle, and and and, and being unrealistic in that thinking, right? Thinking that. You know that it can't happen that it can't go this deep right like i had i've had so many people during this time and even years before this tell me you know oh you know we you know it could never do that it could never you know i know you saw i did a post about this recently if you think crypto can't you know if you think something can't happen in crypto it's most likely going to happen and i wasn't talking about right. a hopium sentiment i was talking in a very like, if you don't, like, I remember when I was in XRP, um, you know, I remember people saying when it was at uh, 25 cents, they said, oh, it could never go below 17 cents. And boy, oh boy, did it ever. And I made a ton of money shorting it on BitMEX, right? Because it can do exactly what you never will think it will do. And it will, because the thing is, is that Bitcoin is king forever and ever. Amen. And no matter yeah. how much we want, no matter how much we want to deny it, no matter how much we want to say it, it's not true. It doesn't matter because until the internet becomes the internet, until Web3 becomes Web3, until NFTs become NFTs, until that exists in that true form, what Netflix became versus what it was, you're never going to see that being like, you won't see these things detached from Bitcoin. But there will come a day where everything will be its own thing. That's just a fact that has to happen and it will happen, but it's not going to happen anytime soon. They were so far from mass adoption, it's not even funny, but we're also so close, right? But at the same time, I remember when AOL and being in chat rooms and how real that felt, it felt like it was all mass adoption and real, but it really didn't become real until Amazon took over book buying and now we're buying our groceries and having them delivered in, in an hour, right? So there's a big difference between what everyone's trying to build and provide versus when it can actually be delivered and actually, overtake the entire ecosystem and have the market cap of its own outside of what Bitcoin and what what the, what, what Bitcoin was before that, right? Was the U.S. dollar and everything else that that this is all built upon, and, and and the ecosystems that it needs to take over. Yeah, I and you
2: brought up something else about mass adoption. I don't see any reversal in this market until there's like some regulatory clarity, so that these institutions that, you know, they have been building behind the scenes, but they're waiting for regulation. They're waiting for, they're waiting for a playing field to develop so they could just get their, their clients, some kind of exposure or some kind of product. But the other thing is that I, the reason why I'm not buying anything right now is because no one else is buying anything now that people got slaughtered with terror and all that liquidity that was maybe maybe you did the right thing and you were taking profits at the top and you know you oh I'm fifty percent in stable coins and you didn't pay attention your stable coins got decimated and th- th- there's just not there's nothing to counter the selling I don't think and I don't think there will be and I I still think there's going to be like a sub twenty thousand bitcoin even if it's for a second um just because there's there's just not enough stable coins to to buy these these. uh these, these dips, I think it's just going to keep dipping, and it's going to take well, a ma- major, major reversal. I think, like, it's going to be an institutional or central bank event that has to reverse w- w- what's going on right now. In my opinion, I mean, this is what my, what I'm how I'm planning the assumption that I'm using to plan my strategy. Anyway,
1: when I saw Bitcoin hit 3K, I mean, it was supposed to go to zero. I used to have when before that happened. I had dreams of it hitting zero and then bouncing up to, you know, over $20,000 in my dreams. Like, it was a it was a sure thing that happened. And then, you know, BitMEX and other, like, they closed their doors. Like, they froze the everything. So they stopped Bitcoin from going to what everyone said it would do, which is go to zero. And I don't necessarily believe it. That would have been a bad thing, but that's also an example of the fact that um there's way too many centralized exchanges holding bitcoin um and so just like gold and silver and anything else it's manipulated um and that's what we're seeing though is is the rise the rise of something very different um that's what osmosis is that's what Juno is that's what star. Is is the cosmos system is creating in a very pure sense is it' got sold their tokens to centralized exchanges right um, and that's where I think we're going to see something very different that's why Juno could go so high uh, and osmosis went so high is because it wasn't on a centralized exchange that went into these type of hands that can manipulate these prices right because regardless uh, the exchanges that handle Bitcoin and most of the other coins, Ethereum-based, right? They're they're all centralized, right? It's not a decentralized platform that's handling these exchanges, that's handling these 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 price action moments that are happening. And I I'm very curious to see what that's going to mean long term, you know how how is that going to onboard and how is that price because we're also seeing now. As people want to exit or go into stars, they can't, right? So it does have implications. Um, in this moment in time, but long term, who's gonna benefit more? Right? Uh these these coins that are more on centralized hands or these coins that are in decentralized hands, which are more cosmos based coins.
2: You got cut out at the end there. I you're you're losing reception, but uh but yeah, I, I, th- there's definitely an element of centralized control and obviously there's opportunity to manipulate prices and hey, look, like you said, they can just cease trading, right? Like Coinbase, I live in New York, I only have access to Coinbase, um, Coinbase and Coinbase Pro, uh, Gemini and um, and Nexo, which isn't, I don't know if you call that an exchange, but it's kind of like Celsius where you can get yields for for tokens even if they're not proof of stake so yeah I, if, if coinbase and coinbase has coins that gemini doesn't have and vice versa if one of those were to cease trading everyone in, in the state is now locked out of that that trading pair or or even like the time of day that they, they decide to uh to, to shut down and then they could do things over the counter um to change the price right they could they could make a huge a huge trade through another exchange or whatever, I I, don't know, I try not to worry about that because I, I my hope is that the ultimate hope is that like pension funds hold one percent Bitcoin and 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 um, you know there's there's something better than an ETF for your older investor who doesn't have any chance to learn about blockchain that wants exposure to and it's going to be Bitcoin first. Let's let's face it. Like you said, I think Bitcoin is. Uh, Every other token is dependent on Bitcoin price action, but also also adoption. And I think a lot of things are not priced in with Bitcoin, by the way. I, I think this is, uh, that's why I'm continuing to dollar-cost average Bitcoin. I think that Lightning Network is not priced in. I don't think El Salvador's situation is priced in. Institutional adoption is definitely not priced in. And I I know people that work for big banks and they've been circulating materials and building teams of people to offer products on Bitcoin and and ethereum and they're just waiting for they're waiting for the government to just set a playing field so that they can they can you know roll out products and, and uh this stuff's been in the works for like two years a year and a half two years um just waiting to acquire hopefully large amounts so
1: well i think that's what's interesting is imagine if like some of these coins in uh, like if osmosis was on <clears throat> binance You know, I think if Osmosis was on Binance in the form that most coins are, um, I think that Osmosis would have crashed, like in a hard, horrible way. And um, I think that's the difference, right? Like that we see, like I was saying with Bitcoin, even like it was destined to go to zero, but it was saved, right? In, In some aspect or some frame by a centralized mechanism, and it'll be interesting to see how Dexes function in that way with the lack of liquidity. But as that liquidity grows, like with th- what ThorChain is building, I think ThorChain is one of the key, most important components of all crypto combined um, and what, are what, what they represent and being able to um, take Bitcoin onto other chains. Like people are looking at what some stuff's happening in other parts of Cosmos. Like to me, the only synthetic Bitcoin I'll ever, I'll ever hold is Thor btc like i'll never touch anything else other than that when it comes i'll either hold bitcoin itself or i'll hold Thor bitcoin because that to me is the only other safe way to hold it because of the mechanisms that they're putting into place but again that's like a whole other deep dive conversation and it'd be really cool oh, yeah. if you could get some of the people from that ecosystem to come on here and talk to the people in cosmos about that because they do have um, the same base layers in place they just don't have ibc Enabled, which they want to do to bring synthetics over to our ecosystem. Um, but, you know, it's still limited. And I think if there were more cheerleaders understanding what ThorChain is building, they would help ThorChain be more excited about bridging other things more quickly into the ecosystem. Because I know one of the things that they were looking at doing before this collapse happens was they were looking at Adam, adding Atom Adam as one of their tokens um, to their liquidity providing. And that, to me, has such implications that it's one of the most exciting things that could happen to the Cosmos ecosystem is having Adam on ThorChain.
2: Got it. Yeah, that, that wasn't even... ThorChain uh, uh, Thor wasn't even on my radar. Um, I, 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 was, I think I was trying to buy something.
3: I can't remember. What's the, what's the token symbol? A
2: little lightning.
1: Green lightning bolt with black background.
2: Yeah, for some reason I think I was lot blocked out being where I live, and I just gave up like immediately. I was like, ah, I'm not gonna screw with this. I, I, where I live is just horrendous for anything. Everything is like super regulated on like a state, county, and local level. It's, it's
1: just uh, yeah. Where you're at, you could use because of. uh not, I'm not. not, not I'm not even in New 15. York.
2: I'm not even in New York City, and it's it's still not ideal.
1: Like, yeah, you but, should still be able to use where you're at, you should still be able to use ThorChain and SIF chain because of the gateway that was built by I forget who it was. Um but but uh yeah, I mean that's the idea, like right, like that's the importance of that, right? Like imagine like your state coming in and doing what it wanted to do in the beginning. Like you wouldn't have access to certain tokens or even Bitcoin itself, but because of something like Thorchain, you'll be able to come in. Through a certain gateway and get access you know to the whole ecosystem
2: I'll, I'll definitely check it out i mean this is the time to do research and like plan for you know a yeah. long shitty time period but also get smarter and look for other tokens that were never on your radar uh, protocols really that i think i think interoperability
3: even if it's not like, with like IDC. For me,
1: like the best tokens I think like Adam is a tricky token. I think Adam will have its day and and, and if, if it can ever the problem is is there's too much amb- ambiguity, whatever you would say. If there's too much behind it, like is it the center hub? Is it not the center hub? Too many coins saying they want to be it. Osmosis wants to be this, you know, Juno wants to be that. That that Adam can't have a focus to where people are willing to say i'm all in like ethereum token right but to me if you're not buying ethereum and because that to me is a globalist coin solana is a globalist point coin um if you're not buying bitcoin you looking at other coins i think you you know some of the best coins you can look at are thor chain um the rune token um and i think the and i honestly to me. um out of cosmos like one of the tokens that i'm actually one of the biggest believers in that kind of brought me back into the ecosystem originally and then i kind of walked away from is osmo token like yeah. i see i see awesome. there is a future there they are not afraid to take from other projects adopt and change like even with their incorporation recently of some nft type aspects of what they're trying to do there's there's a lot of opportunity there but at the same time. um anything that's happening in Casa to me there's still a lot of ego involved in everything that's being happened and not enough interoperability of like what the tooling is. There are teams doing stuff, but they're all too of af- they're all too afraid to be stolen from. Um and I think that's something that's rightly so, but at the same time, um creates a sense uh that people and investors will run from. Um but again the the other one is stargaze. I think Stargaze is probably one of the most undervalued tokens, if not the most undervalued token in the cosmos ecosystem for the implications of what we've talked about here tonight and yeah. the value proposition of what that token can come back as and be and represent in this ecosystem, especially because of what the fair burn represents that they've implicated where, you know, so much of the tokens get burned, but also the fact that they are, they are working in every aspect to fully decentralize the entire system. And when you have a system that's truly free and set to the market, like we were talking about when the other guys were on here, I think that that gives tremendous implications to an ecosystem that when people see that and realize it and can adapt it and easily integrate with it, um, the value proposition is endless. And so I personally see um, that that, that is probably my number one bet in the whole ecosystem as far as that goes and then it's like ThorChain and a few others that I think um, the value propositions are just too tremendous like ThorChain's value proposition is too tremendous to pass up but at the same time you have to remember too that most Bitcoin maxis don't want to lose their Bitcoin and if you're LPing your Bitcoin there's a chance that ThorChain could outperform it now you have more ThorChain than you have Bitcoin but they're working on project products too um, that help balance that out right so they're not stupid people like they know what they're doing as far as like bringing the tools and the resources needed to onboard those people long term Uh, it's more about just helping people see the mission and the tooling that they're putting in place that there is a space besides just holding bitcoin and um, you know being stuck in that ecosystem alone
2: yeah i I, I agree with you i think stargaze is is tremendously undervalued and it, 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 it can do well NFTs can do well when the market's terrible and, and um, Stargaze is dedicated to NFTs. I think Osmosis is totally different than other decks. It's just the fact that it's on its own. It's on its own chain. And I feel like you're betting on Sonny also a little bit. He's, he's a lot different than other developers in, in that he can communicate ideas to a regular person. And most developers, programmers, even, even like some traders, like they cannot communicate ideas very well. I one of the reasons why why I even started my channel was because I'm like it's impossible for a beginner to know anything because the you watch a YouTube video or you you know even if you you know you want to take a course on like Udemy or Coursera they assume a basis of knowledge that just doesn't exist for ninety percent of the population and it and it's it's a huge barrier of entry and that means it's a barrier of entry to mass adoption and I I I kind of am able to leverage a little bit of my you know education experience and skills because now i could look at something and say okay this is where a regular person would need help this is where a regular person would need a clarification and i'm trying to get my my youtube video like to be more inviting to people who just maybe it's their first crypto youtube video they're ever gonna watch and um yeah I, I, back to my original point is that you're i think osmosis is also a bet on on sunny's ability to you know be the be the front guy for that blockchain and, and protocol there, there was a time by the way not too long ago where um pool number one in um in osmosis had more liquidity in it just pool number one at osmo more liquidity than um algorand cardano xlm Ethereum Classic, and a bunch of other chains combined, total value locked, pool number one had more than all of those combined. So this, the, I think this is the right ecosystem. And I think you, you're right that Atom is a very tricky token, by the way. Atom is a really tricky token because it's got nothing, but, but, it, but it's everything at the same time, right? It's, 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 They've rejected smart contracts. There's no, and a, there's no ability to mint NFTs on, on the Cosmos chain that I know of but as I checked, you cannot do it. It'll be interesting to see how shared security works for, for Adam. I know that Sonny did say he would like to um, use like, like a percentage of the shared security, you know, using, using the Cosmos hub. But right now, o- osmosis to me is the hub. You're, you're routing every transaction through osmosis, right? Most people I think find that kind of easy. It's, it's beautiful to use Osmosis and Kepler. Osmosis, Kepler wallet are the greatest combination of
1: software that I've used in crypto. Yeah, I think that's, that's pretty spot on and uh, to me is, is a good representation of like the environment that we're in right now. But it's also an environment that didn't exist a little over a year ago, right? They're celebrating their first year anniversary tonight of the main chain. Mainnet. So, you know, um, it just shows you, but it shows you how quickly an environment like that gets adapted when um, the environment's right. And I think that's the biggest thing is that um, for it, to me, Adam is the same type of environment as XRP and ADA are, right? They're environments that didn't make almost any money for latecomers who were getting in a few pennies on some of those ecosystems right you know they couple x their money or whatever they probably made some bad choices and then loot lost it or whatever right like xrp ada and even adam like took a long time like adam was at a dollar four dollars for a very long time and even then like look how far back we've come like before this whole bull run happened adam i was buying adam at four dollars and now it's literally like look where it's at like it's crazy so you know but 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 and and then look how long it took for any of these ecosystems to get NFTs integrated, how late they were, but how quickly they were received. It's because there was a ton of money floating around where investors didn't know what to do with it and were easily able to be taken in and put it into a space, right? So that's why it blows my mind that XRP has an NFT space, right? Because I stepped out of that um long before any of that even could exist. And um and, and ADA too. You know just it's still so, still so, so far off of what it can and and should be, but at the same time, something like nfts are again something that's early on easy for a ecosystem to adopt and bring into its space and create value for its customers but at the same time it's because most of these projects are short-sighted on 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 you know uh, projects that have no ability to create the value long term but are good at talking it up right like who. Like earlier we were talking about with like, hey, now now the next steps to create a DAO and this, that, and the other, right? Because they don't have a long term idea or game map, right? Or there maybe there's something that is unique in them. And so people get excited about that, right? Like even his AI generated art, like people got excited about that instantaneously because it's yeah. so beautiful. Um, and that took people in so quickly that they were you know the trading volume with that like is has been insane to see how quickly that overtook everything you know Yep. yep. and um yeah again so that, was, that was another them.
2: one that i didn't uh get involved in i didn't even know about the mint till after it was done and, and I, i'm in that all right so i'm in a telegram and this this gives me like a little insight into how social media works so i'm in a telegram with 16 or 17 other twitter personalities who probably everyone in this um in this spaces follows and i see how they can kind of operate and and you know a lot i would say all of them except for me get paid to tweet let's say and, and to tweet about nfts and um whatever but they they got caught up completely in in this in this mint and they to be honest they're not really interested in nfts they're, they're not that that interested they're more like the i don't know what you call the moon boys of, of ibc maybe like they got they got in early and they were able to make some big trades or high aprs but long story short they were they were a few of them were just completely sidetracked and like all over this um stargate citizens mint and and the, the training that happened in the days after just trying to move money back and forth to buy more. One person minted like 16 of them and started offloading them, you know, once it had like seven, five to seven X, and then eventually sold a bunch more than 10 X. And that's a nice turnaround in five days. <clears throat> but yeah, I I didn't see any hype around Stargate citizens whatsoever. I didn't even see it on my Twitter feed, nothing. And um, I, I missed on it. It was in know. the
1: Telegram. They came in a pretty heavy it was the same thing with some of these like the mutant punks and some of these off-brand ones. You can tell now, um, you can tell, well, that's what it becomes, right? Like even for us and our second mint, like we're now kind of a on-brand off-brand, um, because you're unseen if you're not on the main page and they, the community vote for Stargaze was taken away. Right. So, I mean, Stargaze citizens hands down would have been on the front page.
2: Yeah, I mean, just the AI angle, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It, it's, yeah. it's it's unique, right? It's unique. I would say and, that's, that's,
1: that's one of the more frustrating things to see come into the space after, you know, but at the same time, like, I think it would be really cool to have a lot more content around the longevity of what it creates to take that, like, make that collection. Because, like, after hearing him talk tonight, right, like, it was like, Oh wow! They've got to go back, and they've got to do all these other processes to get the collection to look that way. It's not like, boom, boom, AI does it all. It's they went in and had to put in a ton of work to do that, and that's important for people to understand. But also, like, how do you take that exact same work and then turn it into something even more long term, right? Because people are looking for that. Like, people, pe- it's very interesting. Like, as someone who put a lot of promises out there that I feel like we can deliver on. Versus other projects who didn't put any promises out and seeing the difference in success in our first project, which had a lot of promises, but it also had a lot of hype in the ecosystem versus like, like them and other projects who have come out and had no promises. Um, It's really interesting to see that it's more about people more are willing to buy the unknown than like, it's like when um, Mark. First of all, I I, I couldn't agree more, by the way? way. When they walk around and they're like, here, I'll give you this Bitcoin or you can have $20. And they're like, I'll take the $20 because I have it right now. I have it here. I don't, I don't know what to do with that Bitcoin. I don't know how to spend it. I don't know what it means. And I don't know what it's going to be like later on, right? That's, kind of, that's the situation with my project with Owlis and ONFT is I'm handing them a Bitcoin and they rather take the $20 that they can like get. And concept, and that's like these projects with no promises in that sense, right? Like, and that's that's like um kind of a mind blown for me because, like, I've tried to put mystique and excitement into my project and and to to help people believe and see like what we're trying to do because you want to build excitement, but like at the same time, like honestly, if we just had been more unclear about anything we were doing, I feel like maybe we would have maybe we would have done better.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I think. You know, you can look at the the whole crypto space and the people that are involved and, and maybe it's like stereotyping, but there are like subsets of people that are involved in the space, different capacities. The NFT space, I think, has like this tremendous like ADHD problem and also Ooh. gullible, super gullible and very willing to part with their Altcoins to buy NFTs. It's, it's like we
1: have the most utility in Cosmos, and yeah. probably one of the most. Probably, you probably you probably shouldn't have told anyone about it. You should have just said we have utility, yep. and that, that's it. Oh, look um, at us! We're shiny. Look at our pretty because our artwork's great on both ends. alleys and Onft. Like Onft to me is one of the most innovative projects that I've seen. As far as, and that's not me coming from me. Like that's <sighs> that's the artist did that. Like I went to this artist with a very different vision and and um but explain what i wanted and he came back with these the most beautiful vibrant colorful um owl owls like i like it's just it's so cool like it's such a they're so beautiful so fun it's it's
2: so hard to predict what people want and it also has to do with what else is going on that week as we can see right like Mm. um it's i have a hard time understanding whether or not people actually care what the nfts look like to be honest with you i don't know if they do mm. like i look at stargate citizens i'm like all right people must really care about what their their nfts look like and then i think that was a representation to- of yes like showing but, so then, but then but then there's star chodes right and then there's wads the and then like so cool. they are they're they're cool they're but they're they're cool because like no one thought to stoop to that level, I guess. Yeah, yet. And, but I listen. I got a couple. I I just had to have them. I I show my wife, and I'm like, Look. oh, I haven't been bold enough to show my wife. She's never seen my shows. I'm like, she goes, <laughs> my wife. My wife doesn't give a shit about any of this. She oh, looked God. at that and she was just like, that's disgusting. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna buy it. And then like, you know what's the, the funniest
1: thing is when I'm on my computer and I'm. I'm looking through or I'm buying NFTs for the ONFT vault and my kids, you know, cause I have from anywhere from six years old to 14 years old and my 14 year old couldn't care less. She's interested in coding and hacking and stuff, but I don't know how seriously she's taking it in the end. But like my, my 12 year old will kind of come over a little bit, but my six year old and my eight year old, they come over and they're just like, in love they're like Ooh, oh, yeah. I, daddy i got a three-year-old who will sit there and just look at <laughs> nfts
2: on the computer she she yeah. doesn't like ever use a computer she doesn't have a device nothing like that she barely watches mm. tv but if she sees me with the computer she walks over and she's like i want to see bears i want to see monkeys and i bring mm. up i bring up um i know hubble tools is cool but the the cardano analytics sites are really really nice and and I'll bring up a project and I'll be like oh look at that one it's got a red hat oh look at that one, he's got a whatever, whatever Ooh. the generative art randomness throws and this girl will sit there and just look at the NFTs and just monkeys bears cats dogs whatever the hell I they mean, are well,
1: will they be our future curators you know <laughs> you know be funny when, uh, when I'm in when I'm in like the
2: nursing home she'll be like and I'll be like just staring at the wall she'll be like oh. He likes, he likes bear pictures. Put some bear pictures in front of him, and it'll perk him up a little yeah. bit. Sure. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid. Remember, remember when we were kids and when I was a kid you you bought this NFT for me? Here's a, a printout of it. You could put this on your wall in the nursing home. And-
1: <laughs> oh, she wouldn't dare at that point. She'll be so engulfed, and she'll be like, no, we have to own it. Put it on the screen. Uh, I bought it earlier. Okay, it's part of my curation. I'm curating the entire nursing home with his collection that he's collected over the last ninety years. We're gonna yes. show it relax next month and we're gonna get visitors and it's yeah. gonna help fund them to eat healthier foods and it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs>
2: but here's, like, here's his zoo of animals over here. Here are his alien NFTs and then here are some things that no I one I should have ever met like admitted.
1: I I stop because I'm building in cosmos. Right. Oh, but for you you kind of started here and then went outwards and you're, you're looking at like a vast sea um, more so like I'm listening and I'm seeing and I listen to spaces and I look at, you know, what some of these projects are doing and things like that. But like, you're actually going out there buying them. I'm not, I'm not buying anything that's not in Cosmos personally, um, well, yeah, but I'm, also, I'm, like, I'm, all, I'm all
2: over the place with, with mine. I actually have like 400. See, I know, card- of it a a little,
1: yeah. It kind of makes it a little slut because like, you don't even know, you know what I mean, like where that's going. But like, because like ADA, in a sense, it has an amazing community behind it. But yeah, like well, they, they had like of a fifty, it,
2: they had like a like a seventy-five billion dollar market cap with zero total value lock in DeFi. <laughs> right. So yeah. it, it, they they are the weirdest chain because they started with NFTs. So like they have have had that's NFTs that's
3: the only thing they
1: could offer because they don't have yeah. I remember it was not like the on that. like there are really good people in the ecosystem who believe in the future of crypto who literally just can't get outside of a box that they put themselves in as an investor yeah. because they made a few bucks and that's all they've had time to look into. Oh yeah. But I right, mean the,
2: if you if you're in from when it was 2 cents like what's the I guess what's the harm of staying there? I don't well, know. at this I,
1: point, yeah, cuz yeah, everyone who was in there in 2018, 2019, oh my god, we waited forever. But like You know, I think, I think the thing is, is that Cosmos, I, I believe out of all NFT spaces, the Cosmos ecosystem and um, you know, I think Stargaze, but I think the Cosmos ecosystem, just, if you're just going to send it, it has the best value play out of all NFT spaces as a whole, because I imagine this, like here soon enough, Stargaze is going to make it to where I can take a board ape and bring it onto their onto their chain, right? So, so that means that if ONFT' NFT is successful enough, and we can buy a three hundred thousand dollar NFT, right, with our profits, um, we can have a board ape in our inventory. But you know what that means, right? That that's where people don't understand what the vault really is. The vault is the ownership of the usage of that image in any way you see fit. So if it's a collection that's very popular, like Bored Apes, and we get a good Bored Ape that's good looking, and we bring it into our ecosystem, and now all of a sudden there's a Bored Ape, and he's hanging out with the bad kids, and they're hanging out with an ONFT, uh, you know, Allie, uh, the one of the watchers, and they're hanging out with one of the Stargaze punks. That right there alone can create an entire cartoon series or some other type of storytelling environment or some right. type of game that now has something that's outside of us in um, that we're able to use to tell stories and to onboard more people. Because that is the biggest thing that I could think that, that, that makes the most sense that, that like you're, you're saying, is that these crypto coins can never do. They can't tell stories. NFTs can So having NFTs as the heart of a DAO or at least somehow like that other project that I was mentioning, XdeFi, where you stake your coins and you get an NFT in return that can be upgradable. um, Then you're giving something to someone that has a value because it can have a story to it. And I don't think that you can have something long-term without having a story. And really the only other project that has an, a story that can be told forever is Bitcoin. That's true. You know,
2: you're right. And 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 back to your scenario of, you know, bringing a board ape or just like something like it, whatever the iconic NFT is at that time. The fact that you own the rights to that, right? Like you own the the intellectual property of that. That that can now be the face of your company, right? You have a Bored ape, but underneath that you have a collection of other NFTs from. You know a handful of other blockchains that a year or two prior were unable to be held you know in the same wallet, let's say, and hopefully the tech is good enough that people can surf on the web for nFTs and not even know that they're jumping blockchains, buying mm. an eth nFT from Stargaze or buying a stargaze nFT from Solana. people don't need to know they're doing that that's how good the tech needs to get um so that someone like my mom can go buy an NFT and just, just from one wallet, one marketplace, just be able to just buy, you know, as if they're, you know, just same thing on Amazon. Like you don't go, you don't use a different wallet just because you're buying Nike sneakers versus, you know, Reebok sneakers something like that. That's kind of how it needs to be, I think. And to your point, using a DAO to acquire an NFT that, or even, you know whatever to acquire anything digital that an individual would not be able to to buy and now you could use that as the the public facing image for for an nft company or DAO, whatever you want to consider it i consider it a company any any nft team but yeah that's that's a that's a good uh that's a good goal to look Ahead and say, listen. Our, our we will be able to have a community vault that contains a a board
3: ape.
1: Yeah, and that's the goal that I see for onft. The idea is that um, it not only will have some of the most elite uh, NFTs that are in the in the in the Stargaze ecosystem, but at the same time, um, you know, we can look towards using our revenues to onboard other characters into our stories and into our universe and into our world because the thing is is like if we're building our own metaverse um inside of passage or whatever in a world that's outside of alleys that we're building other games they can integrate like here's what's cool imagine imagine building so alleys plans to build pvp and then eventually something like what strange clan wants to build um and is building because it's the same damn team so they're building They are building and they're going to make it um a world where you can explore with strange clan nfts inside passage but passage is building that so that anyone can do the same thing right and they can buy and sell those assets and those buildings everything that will be inside of strange clan will be for sale from my understanding of how it's going to work right um, and so anything that Ali's builds for our universe inside of there will also be able to be for sale. So it'll be tradable and it'll be income for NFT holders, right? So long term, the the prop value proposition is massive. But at the same time, you think about it like, well, if Onft does this and other people do this in other DAOs where we own like a Bad Kid and we own a you know Stargaze Punk and we own a Board Ape and we own you know a star uh, a baby Chode. And then we make a you know a game that incorporates everybody together hanging out and doing adventures together with all these characters, and then they have stories inside them. You know because we the the, the it owns them, so they can do that, right? So and then and then even then, if you're
3: building that, then those teams that you're using, they're. PFPs for,
1: maybe they weren't building that, or maybe they're building something else, then those those ecosystems can be built in a way that they interact together, right? And I think that Strange Clan and others see the value of that long term where you'll be able to, at the minimum, take, like, you know, the items that you can put, you know, like we can make an, an owly um, statue. You and sell it and it could be available on the marketplace to be put into the strange clan world
3: but eventually maybe even an alley can go hang out
1: in the strange clan world and the uh, strange clan character can come hang out in our world but I don't know I don't know exactly what their plans are but I know that even if they don't do that that's something that the other ecosystems can do um, where like imagine.
3: Like, uh, to me, a world like, look at, like, Charlie Brown, right? Charlie Brown is one of the most iconic,
1: Um, and, and just thinking about this now, when I'm comparing these to, like, it's one of the most iconic uh, cartoons, series, you know, um, clips. Now, in, your newspaper. Uh, your cartoons, phone's been, been in cutting world. in and out for like. It's a whole. And I'm like, uh, what their ideas are as as far as incorporating those things, but the idea of being able to incorporate that, and then them being able to hang out with them in the metaverse with my. It's so cool, like outside of that, like, in the ONFP
2: collection. Right? Yeah you 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 were cutting out a bunch um sorry if i cut you off in the and you can't hear me
3: uh talking right now but i was actually yeah i just got feedback and that's it oh, okay
1: <laughs> yeah sorry i didn't know i was talking for so long without people being able to hear me
2: <laughs> no it's okay I, I, I... I, I I was following Strange Clan for a while so I I kind of know they did change plans like you know somewhere around like December January but we'll see I think those metaverse projects are are not going to happen anytime soon I think they No they're me.
1: yeah they're further down the road but like some from of what the I things... hear that,
2: from from what I hear those are like 5 to 10 million dollar investments to start and and it's uh it's, it's not a easy path. And plus what they're making looks so much better than what's out there.
1: Uh, yeah. just... Well, and that's a universe where you have characters walking around. It's a whole different thing. So like for us, the reason we wanted to use Passage was I saw their conference call model. And that's what I was turned on at about at first. And then if you look same, at their blockhouse, block the video that they just released uh, 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 recently, you know, if you look at Blockhouse, you see these people in this really cool environment um, walking around and then like kind of at like a live concert experience uh, with live performers and with screens around, right? Um, To me, that's what I saw originally from the beginning. I saw um, what PVP would be for Allies. right? Was the idea of of keeping their simplified version and like what a poker environment is. So the idea of like, taking their conference call model where a bunch of people can be in a room together but have tables that they can go stand at and and um, play cards against each other right the idea is to take that same base model and just gamify it in a simple way so that we don't have to create a whole metaverse and everything else so everything that like i've thought up for alleys is something that is like a basic version of you know that won't cost five to ten million dollars to do right like i we just yeah, need to get to, to that be... point where we're in that later stage where we're having people build that part of that like building that... there's got to be like a metaverse light
2: somewhere in there otherwise we'll be waiting forever for these things and uh a lot of these gaming nft projects will just never come to fruition well we'll see i i was i mess messed around with decentraland a little bit that's like that's like complete garbage like as far as being, I'm sure it was amazing to create and all that, but to use
1: it, it's, it's, it's horrendous. It's um. but see, the thing is is using passage right now with their little conference call model. It's not, it's not garbage at all. It's amazing. Oh
2: no. I, I I've, I've seen the conference call demo. I'm like, Holy shit. Like this is, this is unbelievable. This is like, th- this makes zoom obsolete, right? Like this, yep. this is um tremendous. And isn't OmniFlix, in the ballpark of doing something like that, I, I remember seeing something where they had like a, a virtual conference room where they, where they did a live, like, uh, like, like a town hall type thing. And it was like a year ago. It wasn't even like re- recent. And um, I'm actually kind of interested in Omniflex. We have never talked about Omniflex on any of my spaces, but I have a meeting with them um, on the 20th with Sisla. And I know he's really good and always like super excited over over stuff and will give me a lot of info about what they're capable of beyond like just nft minting you know
1: oh let me come be a fly on the wall for that call
2: yeah he's he's um so basically what it looks like to me is they're going to be able to you're going to be able to have like streams from omniflix and you know people will be able to tip you as you're doing the stream you're you're able to like post questions and then people can't continue listening to the stream until they answer the question. Almost like you could put like insert quizzes throughout your, your, your videos. And then people have to, I guess, like you would pay like whatever, whatever, like microtransaction needs to happen to uh, proceed through your, your stream. So I'm kind of interested in that just to see if that's something that I would pursue. I would like to do more of a podcast, Yeah, like like podcasts podcasts where it's like, I would like to have like a strict time limit and just like, if your name is not Joe Rogan, no one's going to listen to you for two hours. You know, it's like, I can't even listen to, you know, people like right below him and for that long anymore. Like if you're, if you're doing stuff, you don't have time to consume content like six, eight hours a day. It's just
4: not,
1: not feasible. So (laughs) Well, during, I during, disagree, during though, time. to that extent for the simple fact that I feel like podcasts are still in a forum for a lot of people that aren't e- easily accessible in the way that, that what Omniflix is doing.
2: Hey, sorry, I just muted your mic because it was a lot of like mechanical
3: feedback. Um, I don't know, it's not working. Anyway. Um, yeah. no, I, let me see if you're, are you, are you able to hear me now? I'm going to remove you from speaker and then add you back. See if that works.
2: But, um, and actually if anyone else wants to speak, I and mean, I was going to end this pretty soon, but if anyone else wants to uh, jump in, change the subject, feel free to re- request a, a mic.
1: Yeah, I had headphones in, and, and then I took them out, and because uh, they died, because I was on here for so long. Uh,
2: I oh, think... yeah, no, I, I just um, I took you off speaker, and they added you back to see if it would if it would help. But it was like it was a bunch of feedback.
1: I think or, it's maybe
2: feedback. It was like a mechanical si- sounding thing happening.
1: Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Nothing no, worse than. <laughs> trying to talk and nobody can understand what the hell you're doing or what you're saying. No, no, that's
2: right. You were you were talking about um about podcast being a little bit more accessible.
1: Well, yeah. So, because like to me, even then, like when Rogan left YouTube and he went to Spotify, I refused. I refused. I refused. I, nope. Nope. I don't want to do it. I don't yeah, want to do it. I haven't,
2: I haven't listened to anything he's done since he left. Um, and he went over but, there. But then it's know. just clips I, I and. To, <sighs> Yeah, yeah. I, they're, they're still, but that's the but thing. But see, like, now you, I go you, on sure Spotify
1: you. and I will listen and I can find stuff. So it took me a minute even for my own self, like in my busy life to say, okay, I'm going to take the steps and I'm going to bridge the gap and I'm going to get on because I want to hear some of these conversations that he's having. Um, And it's easier to cherry pick now too. But unfortunately too, like a lot of stuff's getting deleted, right? But anyways, outside of that aspect of the conversation, just a simple fact of like onboarding people into new platforms is really hard. Um, But I think what OmniFlix is trying to do I mean, their whole goal is kind of interoperability and everything that they do, right? And so, and like a big focus for them is like creating learning classes. Um, So they want creators to come and do like what you want to do to come and teach people how to do things. Like they're creating a whole platform based on learning um, and, and and channels to watch and interoperability. Like think about like what Netflix. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to make Netflix. 10.0 10.0 um and i think it's very feasible you know it's just that right now like for me even then you know i have a mint live on there like i go to their website and sometimes i get a little confused too if you're like an outsider yeah. and you're going on there it can be a little confusing on which buttons to push to, to to get you there because it's because there's so many when once you get so many features so centra feature centric feature centric is a good word um that's the thing that's, I guess, nice about Stargaze right now. It makes it so easy to use is it's so unfeature centric in a lot of ways, but feature risk feature rich in a way that, um, usable, like you can accomplish the goal you go there for very easily, um, and, and have the gratification instantly for doing so. Whereas, um, with OmniFlix, a lot of the stuff isn't even live yet. Um, so you don't get that gratification, even though the features are there. Right. And so I think that once the system's come live for what they're doing and they launch their token and the incentives are there. Right. Cause like, that's one of the things they did differently than Stargaze is that they chose to wait to launch their token, which I'm kind of grateful for because of what we've seen. um, What we what I think Stargaze and everyone else at that time, which you don't like now, but at the time seemed like a good model and theirs was like an innovation on what juno did like they reinvented that and they got to a place where you have to c- complete missions to claim those tokens which was really good and helped sustain the token price for a long time but outside of that having such a huge distribution on top of a bear market uh intending on it and then having all of these minters who um maybe see the writing on the wall of a bear market want to kind of jump out of their token all the things that can come into it and then people just minting and selling and getting out because people flip and then they come they flip and they go Right. So there's, there's a yeah, lot of aspects yeah. to what's happened to Stargaze outside of the beautiful model that they were trying to interact with. But I, so I think there's a, a better way af- outside of that, right? Like for, for us with, with ONFT and Aulis, like I, I see a different, I see a different path forward as far as maybe more so instead of dropping to the broader community, like NFTs provide a a, a way to, for all communities now, like imagine osmosis. Um, or even Stargaze, like dropping their tokens now instead of before, they have communities who've minted who are still holding that they can send these tokens to that didn't exist before. So to me, we have something that's very different, but I guarantee you that model in the end will also prove shitty, right? Because there'll always be a way to improve on it and it'll always show that somebody gamed it in some way or it's just that the first person who does that process? Does it gets away with it, and then it fails, right? But with Omniflex, they haven't minted their token yet either, right? And it says they haven't distributed it yet, and so they have. I know. I guarantee you. Like maybe what they were thinking in January isn't what they're going to do now. So you hopefully know, and not.
3: Yeah, hopefully not. But
1: I think that once their token launches, we're going to see um, a lot more interaction on their space and a lot more because now we have a final financial incentive to actually navigate through what the hell what is this? What is it doing? Cause like honestly, if Stargates didn't have a token and it just launched this thing, honestly, like how many people would have actually navigated through it all to do what it did? Even though it's simple, having that token and that financial incentive definitely is really cool and and I love how Stargaze did it to help people get involved in the governance and every other aspect of like minting and then also buying one that's open on the marketplace. Like they did a good job on that. Like I think, I think so, there's not too. much I else think, they could have done.
2: I think also they pretty much guaranteed that the creators were getting like 20% of that airdrop. And um yeah. That that was like, you know, for some creators, you know, I know that not every a lot of creators on Stargaze came from other uh chains whether it's ethereum Tezos, or whatever i know um th- this could have been a gamble right for some of these creators but the the way they did the airdrop made it so that it was really not that big of a gamble it's like hey look there's going to be all these tokens out there that people have to use this day to you know to unlock it and um i think i think the way they did it was good the way they did it was good it was really just a uh you know, 20% to the creators, basically. That's what it looked like. I picked Bitcoin. You're, I know you're back. If you want to jump in, I gave you the mic.
4: Hey, guys. What's up? So, I got a quick question. I know everybody, a lot of people here are from Cosmos, but is anybody working on the marketing front for all of Cosmos to be viewed uh, by, you know, your average NFT holder on, let's say, um, CryptoSlam, right? I think that's what it's called because CryptoSlam is used a lot by the ecosystem to look at the new projects, right? They're 24 hour um, volume, seven day, 30 day and all time. Is anybody from Cosmos coming together, putting together sort of approaching it from a business perspective, putting together a um, steering committee to speak on behalf of the Cosmos ecosystem? I know there's multiple NFT um, places where you can mint, that are associated with Cosmos, but are any of the projects coming together to reach out to these third-party applications that communicate, you know, all the projects on Ethereum, all the projects on Solana,
3: I'm looking at bring now.
4: Cosmos ecosystem there so people can see what's actually being built, right? Because it's great if you're building something, but if nobody knows about it, what's, what's going to happen? Yeah, and I had this discussion the other day
2: Sorry, let me just cut you off. I'm I'm looking at it now, and I do see that um, crypto.com is on here. That's the only one. But they're not 100%, I would say, IBC-enabled, it looks like. But yeah, keep saying what you were saying. Sorry, I just just happened to pop on the website right now.
4: No, I I think the Cardano community is having the same issue. And I think there's a few people that have come, come together and are reaching out to these platforms asking for Cardano NFTs. To be listed yeah, it's not here. in the 24 hour volume. So, my question is for the Cosmos ecosystem, are NFT creators, right? And I understand it's a competitive game, but at the end of the day, if everybody comes together and can approach these third party listings and list themselves, it's going to be beneficial for the entire ecosystem. No, you're, so I don't you're know right. If it's happening or not, or if you know or not. So, that, it, it's more of you're, a question.
2: You're 100% right, but you got to remember, um, let let's just talk about Stargaze, because Stargaze is is, you know, it they mint NFTs and that's about it on the blockchain. They should be able to do something like that as a chain through governance. Like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna set aside this percent of money to do this, this, and this, and make sure that we are recognized on. I'm looking at this site now. This is an awesome site for just to get a an overview of what all NFT ecosystems are doing at the same time. I have never seen anything better than this. And, um, sorry, which side are you looking at? I'm um, the one you just said crypto slam. Oh, crypto slam. It, yeah. Listen, it's, se- crypto it's 17, it's 17, it's 17 blockchains. It's 17 blockchains and it's, um, it's unbelievable. So in 24 hours, you can see sales of 17 different blockchains lined up. Um, you can see the number of buyers, the number of transactions. This is pretty cool. And yeah, you're right. It, like Stargaze is definitely doing more volume than some of these, like Avalanche and Arbitrum. right? They're, they're, they're doing higher volume, but they're not even here. So if I don't know anything about NFTs and I come to this site, I'm going to look at Ethereum, Solana, and maybe one other. And I don't recognize any of the other ones, but at least they're on this list.
4: Right, so my question goes back to my question. Is the Cosmos ecosystem working together, right? I understand there's there's Omniflix. And I know you've mentioned another one previously when we were talking. Are those guys coming together to reach out to, let's say, CryptoSime and say, hey, we want Cosmos to be represented on your list. What do we need to do? Because that's the only way that you're gonna get other people from other chains. Because at the end of the day, I see there's gonna be interoperability. Right, Regardless of which chain one starts in, eventually you're going to be able to swiftly move from one ecosystem to the other. But if nobody knows what Cosmos ecosystem is doing, you can have the best project. How am yeah. I going to know about it?
2: Yeah, so you're saying – yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. It's not even a matter of individual chains or individual projects doing this. It has to be for – all of cosmos. Cause you know, there are people that obviously don't even know that Adam is interoperable with other chains, Never mind have NFTs. So yeah, you, that's, that, you brought up something really good. Um, I don't even know how to start something like that. It probably would have to start as an argument on Twitter. Um, well, yeah, I, I, it's more, it's more worthwhile than doing a lot of these um, in-person conferences I would imagine. Cause what are you going to do? You're going to, you're going to send, yeah, you know, I'm looking at Twitter and you know, the others. The NFT conferences are going on, but there's so much going on there that, like, who's going to remember every little table they went to or every little person they talked to? Here, this is ongoing data right in your face. Right, you don't have to. Like, my thing is, not everyone who buys NFTs even speaks English, right? So you can't rely on YouTube and Twitter. This is numbers, raw numbers right in your face. And um, this is really cool. Now, what you're up is a good one. I wouldn't even know how to start the
4: ball on that. Here's what, how I would start, right? You have a very good base in the Cosmos ecosystem. If you reach out to the top 10 projects, right, and say, hey, listen, we need to get together, form a committee where we are going to put the framework in place to reach out to these third parties and tell them Cosmos exists. This is our turnover. This is our volume. It competes with the current turnover and volume of existing Ethereum, Solana, other projects. Yeah, and then yeah. that's how you start steering the conversations where you get the Cosmos ecosystem notoriety. That's how you start. But you got to start with the top five, 10 projects in the chain. I don't know what they are. I will go on occasionally right, and see how they're doing on individual chains. But to tell you the truth, it's a pain in the ass. Yes. To go from Stargaze to go to Secret, now to go to Omniflex. like I don't want to do that, it, but I do it because I, I like NFTs. Your average person is not going to bounce around,
2: of course, and and plus you're you're doing it, I'm sure, like the same way I'm doing it. You're you're not just like browsing. You're researching. You're looking for opportunities. Most people will never get to that point. They would literally just click two things, open their MetaMask, and mint an NFT, and that's just how it goes. Um, yeah no your 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 point is good and your approach would probably work and yes there are probably a handful of chains that are way below stargaze in volume and stargaze is just one so cosmos ecosystem itself needs um i mean Terra's is not on here maybe it was Terra's is not on here Terra had nfts um chronos is on here so that's good but chronos is $5,000 in volume today. That's, that's like what one person would spend on one
4: NFT on Cardano. And you know, right. maybe the approach is we get, who is the head person at Stargates, right? And then who is the head person at OmniFlix? Yeah, Who's the well, head person at Secret? We have a call with those top of minds, right? Bring them together. And then we approach the third party, like Crypto Slam and say, hey, listen, we represent Cosmos. We want to be represented here. What do you need from us to include us on your list? yeah you're right that's how you would start it
2: that's funny because i do have a i do have a meeting with with um i'm the flicks next week but i i could definitely i mean i'm not the person to do this but i i I, I, what's funny is i know like a zillion project creators that would know what the what the steps would be so you know
4: what it takes a person that knows everybody to bring them together so maybe you're in position for that
2: I suppose yeah,, yep, yeah, yeah. no, you're right. right,
4: because maybe individually they don't know each other, you have a unity perspective where you're bringing people together to talk about their projects, so you have you know the people, you can bring yeah. them together at a round table, and then you can have an open discussion and say, "Hey, listen, in order for cosmos to be seen globally, not just you know on an individual basis, this is what we have to do.
2: You're right, you're right. I'm looking yeah. I'm looking at that list now and it, there must be a lot of hoops to jump through to get on this damn site because like like you said Cardano is not on here Cardano would be like number 3 on this list in volume and they're not even on here like Solana yeah.
4: there's Solana's projects obviously on Cardano higher. that would be in the top 5 right now on that Correct list. They're, they're, like
2: I'm, I'm looking at cuz there's a huge drop off after Solana and there are certain projects on Cardano that have done a half a million Plus in volume in a single day one project and there's five thousand projects um yeah I guess um you're right you're you're, you're right and um, hopefully you're not the first person that's noticed this that has pointed it out but obviously there's been no no visible movement on it um wolfman you you want to comment on this we you...
1: well, I was just gonna say though that I think the biggest thing you see in any ecosystem with serious builders is um it's it's you know it's supposed to be decentralized and it's up to the community to build these things uh together and to come in and build these toolings i think you see that with even within juno you know like if you're somebody who wants to come in and build they're like well come build something don't come sit here and ask for money right so don't come sit here and ask to come in and promote an ecosystem. It's like, we'll come in and build the tools needed, right? So like, what are we seeing now? We're seeing things like Hubble Tools come in who are building an actual tooling system uh, for people to make sure that these projects are seen and that they have a voice um, and stats behind them to to integrate in that. And for the community and outside communities to be able to have tools to come in and have a visibility um, and a process inward, right? And so I don't think we can look at the projects themselves to do this but i think it's more about looking at the um the people who see these problems and then say come build something worthwhile community to interact yeah. with right so if you want to come in and you want to promote and you want to market don't come and ask for money come build something worthwhile and we'll use it and we'll integrate it and we'll all make sure that it gets seen and the voices are heard
2: yeah no, but i think I think what's going to happen is if there's no one from outside IBC coming in with, with money to spend on NFTs, the, the prod, every new mint will cannibalize a previous mint. And, and that, I mean, maybe we're far away from that. Cause I'm looking at, there's only like 130 projects on Stargaze and a bunch of them are like tiny market caps, like under 20,000 or under 50,000. Um, but I'm looking at, you know, I think a lot of the people that mint on Stargaze are the same people minting on Omniflix. And hopefully that's not the case with Evmos. Hopefully Evmos is bridging like it's supposed to. But this, this you know, what he brings up with this um, CryptoSlam NFT, I, I mean, I was not aware of this. I, I didn't well, know this existed. I just assumed there was something like this out there. But I, I'm, I'm, it, is, it is rough. Like I've never heard of some of these blockchains and Stargaze might be in the
4: top 10. Right. Yeah. And, and, listen, Crypto Slam is an aggregator of right. all the NFT projects. Right. So they're bringing all the NFT projects on one page. Right. So my my what I'm saying is Cosmos. There should be the top ten projects come together, reach out to Crypto Slam and say, Hey, listen, we want our chain represented on here because there's, no, I don't, there's I don't, X I don't, I don't see value. how that
1: benefits the chains in any way. It's it's got to be the people who are creating that that platform to reach out like and build and people. and build tools for those ecosystems to be integrated, right? It has to be that, like those companies wanting to do that have to come bring value to those communities for that to even make sense uh, or, or even help to expand that. Because if not, no one else is gonna do it anyway because everyone is too busy building in their own in- intricate ways. And there's not gonna be a central voice in that sense. Like the most central voice that you're seeing now is like Osmosis, they're building NFTs uh, and trying to create a DeFi system based around that, right? so that makes a lot of sense to try to unite the atom behind like ecosystem behind that but at the same time like those that are outside companies like what you're talking about they have to be able to come in and build value inside each individual ecosystem for it to make sense for them to interact with them it can't just be like hey come feature us that's nothing new than anything that's been built in any other ecosystem outside of crypto itself
2: well, it's not. It's not so much marketing. It's just that this. Um, I, I actually sent it to you on Twitter. You could take a look. It's just like a. Basically, it's like rankings and stats for all the different chains, but not. But it's not all the different chains. It's just the ones that are on here, and maybe there are some tools that need to be built to be able well, to see. But that's so either. that's what like
1: Hubble tools have done, right? Yeah, but they yeah. did it. But they did it without asking anything. From Stargaze, they didn't come to Stargaze and say, "Come to us." They they came to Stargaze and provided the value, and the community came. Right. So, unless you're willing to do what Hubble Tools did, then go away because that's just not providing any value and any long term thing that's going to make sense.
2: I see what you're saying. Uh, Okay. I mean, it would be have have to be something where like the platform itself makes this data easily pulled by outside parties that will will add it. Yeah, I I could see that um i still think it'd be a worthwhile conversation to say hey what do we need to do for you to start pulling our data is there just like not the tools there or is there lack of awareness lack of interest is there a fee that needs to be paid so that we?" yes
1: there you go there's the that's the initial conversation but if there's a fee to be paid then it's not going to happen it's more of what can this team provide so that you have the tools you need other than that like you have to come and contribute and you have to build um, tools for this ecosystem to tie into what we're doing. Other than can that, I, I, don't see, I don't see how it makes sense.
4: Can I ask you guys a question? Is Hubble tools specific to a chain, or is it... Yeah, it's specific to Stargaze. It's an okay. internal tool. So internal then it's tool. the same thing as but that's just the starting specific to a chain.
1: No, no, no. That's just the initial. They're, they're going to integrate other chains like OmniFlix and others into the ecosystem. They're just starting on one platform and building from there.
4: But they're going to integrate all Cosmos chains.
1: It looks like that.
4: Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's
2: it's internal, and it's it's um, it's not like I can go on a website, pull up a whole bunch of um NFT projects across different ecosystems like Ethereum, Solana. I should I should see Stargaze on that list. I should see Omniflix. I should. But, you but know, that's I, the thing
1: I, too: is that a team could reach out to Hubble Tools and integrate their tooling into right, that main right. system too, right? Like. It doesn't have to be a central thing. That's all, it can still all be decentralized and everybody reach out. But I mean, I feel like we find in this position, then you're asking for funds from a community that doesn't work really well. You know, it's like either you're providing something really well or you're a really good salesperson who's able to pitch something for nothing and, 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 then, and then build it, you know?
2: Well, if this site's just an aggregator of info, maybe there is no actual fee. There just needs to be a... a a channel for the data to you know be displayed on this uh on this site easily and if hubble tools
1: yeah i I mean you have to think about it this way too like how hard is it already to be seen in the nft space and then you're trying to create a website that's going to be the center for everyone to come and learn that's not going to happen you're never going to be that site no no but but if it but
2: if it already exists and the challenge is just to uh but it doesn't well no What doesn't
1: exist? The idea of a place where anyone and anyone can go who is actually gonna go, right? Like the closest you have to that maybe would be something like V and what like Gary V is trying to do. Like there's just not enough, like what Ethereum has done, OpenSea has done. Like that's, that's like the mass like extent of, I feel like, where you're seeing mass usage, I mean, I don't know maybe there's more to this site than I know of that they have crazy users that can be provable and, and are real that uh you know the the value's there, but even then um you know you look at Thorchain and you look at like all of these other ecosystems that are that are building these kind of tools like they're not they're not going to do that they're not gonna these devs don't come here to pay other people. they come, they build the tools, and then we come and we use them
2: understood yep
1: and i think that has to be the case with what um any and anything that's happening with nfts and cosmos is is that any out any outside ecosystem has to come and see the tools that we're building and use them um because if you're not doing that then you're not really actively helping the ecosystem and no, that's, that's sh- the whole the point of what we're trying to do is we're trying to bring people in here so that they're actively coming in and using the ecosystem and building upon it and growing it in a way that it all works and flows like the internet does. And it doesn't do that if people are just coming in sucking in and saying, "Hey, let's all just pay us to come work on our website and, and tie into our stuff."
2: We'd have to see if it would be a cost, right? Because if, if it's no cost, if the issue is just like the data is not the data is private or the data is not compatible with the way we pull it then maybe mm. that maybe there's something there i don't know
1: if somebody created an amazon of nfts then we're talking real
2: oh no this this is not a marketplace at all it's just it's literally just data it's just it's just like like um
1: yeah you can't like, charge for that then you can't n- yeah it no, has no, to no. be free
2: it, it has to be free involved. and yeah and and the the site that's pulling this. I don't need to know how they're making money. I mean, there are advertisements on here, well, but that's
1: well. One of the things that Stargaze offers is, and it, it already has the baseline tooling for it. that's the point. Is like, so these guys coming in if they want to provide this service that connecting sellers with buyers, right? That tooling already exists inside the open API of Stargaze. So like people can come like Hubble tools is already like on the forefront of making that available to the users who use Hubble tools. So that's what's cool is that Hubble tools came created value so that they could get users right away for something that wasn't there, right? So that makes sense. And then now they can start integrating some of the open tooling that Stargaze has made available so that now people can walk into this And buyers can be matched and they can be paid commission based on those kind of sales and those kind of things happening. But they haven't even touched that yet because they understand just like any other big ecosystem knows that you don't start making your customers pay. You get your customers first, you create your user base, and then you bring in the pay models and I think um, as they're growing, you're going to see that. And so like this system too, like if they knew more about the system and approached it from that interaction of how can we integrate and utilize the tools, then they would look at Stargaze and say, oh, wow, there's a lot of ways that Stargaze has created us to be able to come in and create tooling to make money from. And so let's make our system work with that to make, the, make it financially successful for everybody involved.
2: Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying the 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 fact that it's built decentralized from from in the first place means there is no you know there's no slush fund that can easily be deployed without you know probably a huge battle.
1: <laughs> but I wouldn't even like why would you i get me as a c like i'm very I'm very leery on spending money on advertising. It doesn't make sense in most aspects unless you're a very large company to throw that money out there. You know, most of it is literally word of mouth and building something of value that people can get excited about that they're going to find you for, you know what I mean? Like when you're small, even in crypto, it makes sense to create a user base first and get people excited. Right. And, and grow it organically in that sense, then, then, then to try to throw money at advertising dollars. Like there's nothing worse than, than that because that requires a mass amount of, vc money and that's why people get dumped on every day with a lot of these these tokens is because they're onboarding bad actors who come in and there's this massive cost um and massive loss that gets passed on to the initial onboarders into these projects and that's why i think that cosmos has the biggest promise long term is because they are 100 percent in a belief system uh, that is more of a free market libertarian minded of bootstrapping networks from the core um, than trying to pull out from big money that's only going to come in and destroy the project long term
2: yeah no I, I definitely get what you're saying it, it is different it is different there's no figurehead right there's no um there's no group of vcs that are trying to you know get their money out and move on to the next
1: project. And not saying that some of those guys aren't coming in and trying to create real value, but at the same time, anytime there's big money, like that coming in, there are shareholders that have to be paid. Um, and it's just a different, um, it's a different exploration when um, you have those shareholders be the very bootstrappers from the very beginning um, who are then committed to the very long-term project because, um, you know, they don't see any, return and if that doesn't happen right um and 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 reality too is is most of these people aren't coming in for the but see that's what's different and that's what's really interesting about nfts that's where you're seeing a difference in what um like standard um basic baby bootstrappers are are on a lot of these coins versus like nfts they come in they buy the they buy the mint and then they're in there to flip and do that 10x and then they're out of there they don't care about the project you know because we saw that with i'm not going to name uh, one of the, the very first mentors that came in, but I haven't seen this person who this, there was a big personality that came into Cosmos um, and supported one of the biggest mints that happened here in the ecosystem. And they made a ton of money and I haven't seen that person talk about Cosmos or the <laughs> ecosystem. And maybe I'm just, maybe my Twitter's feeding them out. Like I don't see it anymore, but, but they seem to have disappeared. Um, Which and chain? They're not,
2: Which chain? I don't
1: I, No Chain. Oh, well, it's on Stargaze, okay.
2: Oh, it was a Stargaze, man, okay,
1: okay. Yeah, it was a Stargaze, man. And I haven't seen this project, like, make any moves really since then either. And, um, you know, and but they came and they left. You know what I mean? Like, so.
3: It was one of the Genesis
2: pro- projects?
1: <clears throat> I, I don't want to say anymore. I don't want to point fingers. You know,
2: but... if, I, if I wasn't recording this, you would tell me.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm just yeah to
2: say if it was someone that I talked to, that's all.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to like, I'm not trying, I'm not, I'm not, you know, like I'm still producing what I'm trying to say is to be real, too. Right. So until like everything that I say has come to fruition, I'm not, I'm not someone who can necessarily talk either. Like I'm still trying to build and I'm tr- still trying to make in this space, too. And so I'm not trying to come in and FUD any project on here, but I just, I was just simply saying just that. That aspect of that kind of come like outsiders coming in, capitalizing on that and then leaving. Like we saw that from the very beginning in is, and now we're we're still seeing we're still seeing that with, you know, certain projects because it's permissionless on the back end. You know, like um, it, it, it's a scary environment, but it's also a really important environment to have exist. We need to have that ability to to mint freely. Like that's exciting. Like the idea of like. Like if I want to do something cool for my employees and my own company, even like, you know, like in the real, like, like, you know what I mean? Like something, you know, like enterprise even can come in, they could mint like for all their employees, they can mint a special NFT for all of them, give it out on the Stargate's blockchain and boom, then it's all of a sudden available in the marketplace. Right like without any effort other than that, like there's nobody who can say they can't. And then, and then those people can put it up for sale and maybe they get a couple bucks for it. But like, we can do that kind of stuff with stargaze. Like that's pretty exciting. Um, And it costs, it, there's a cost to minting that too. So <laughs> off, off the original platform of what I was originally talking about was about, but yeah.
2: Yeah. No, that's right. I, I, was, uh, I was talking about another, um, Project earlier that minted on um that minted on a a different blockchain. I thought that's that's who you're referring to. i was just curious because th- th- there was a discussion about that um, in in one of the Telegrams that I was in. i was just curious to see if it was connected.
1: Yeah, this project was a it was a Genesis project, and it was probably one of the biggest mints in Sergey's history, uh, and the and the main character that came in to the cosmos space that was all about you know talking talking everything about DeFi and everything like i haven't maybe i'm just not seeing their feet but like that person has not that personality has not been talking about cosmos at all you know so you know i could see that um happening a lot where like i've seen that happen with you know the ADA community and the XRP community and others where these big personalities come in and make promises and people get excited because they're so starved for something and then we get taken advantage of, which is also you know something that really sucks but we're just in a whole different marketplace than when Stargate's launched and just nFTs in general like when I got into them are uh, it's a whole nother ecosystem at this point it's a whole it other is. piece
2: one thing I did notice was um, the, the... The Genesis projects, like the quality was really good. And uh, and I'm mm-hmm. not just talking about the art. Like these these were like well thought out projects and you had some really interesting, like I liked, um, I, I taught, first of all, the Bad Kids, uh, Cortland, the Bad Kids artist, s- such an, like an awesome upgrade over the traditional generative art projects where it's like, you got one body style and 10 different hats and like five different, like things in, in the person in the, in the, in the animal's mouth and then 10 shirts. And then it just like randomly mishmash traits together. I think one reason why bad kids is so good is because it's generative art, but the entire NFT like goes together. There's no like weird trait, you know, in there, like the, like the person's not wearing like a basketball Jersey and, and holding a golf club. You know, like the it's a which I, I've seen. So um, Hyperion was another really cool one where I I had never seen an NFT that wasn't a JPEG before that. <clears throat> um, yours obviously, where like there's a game being developed. So yeah, the, the the quality is quite good compared to what I was used to minting on Cardano, and and in terms of you know utility, the look of it and the amount of thought that has gone into these, uh, these projects.
1: Again, it's just such a cool conversation to have about the promise of utility versus the promise of nothing versus um, the art of it all. And um, the non art of it all, the grossness of it all, like how it all can play in and be a different factor and have a different meaning for each individual. And, um, and, and what's interesting too is um, you know, the whole whitelist thing and the whole discord thing, right? Cause this is outside of Ethereum <laughs> and how that's all taken its own form. And like having a big discord means you're going to have a big mint and you know, how many of those people are actually bots and you know, it's so fascinating to see all that play out.
2: Yeah. I think the, the first project that figures out, um, I have so many different ideas on how projects should go into a mint, but the first project that just uses Discord is like an, like an ancillary place to organize information. And they have like an actual website. Um, they're using Instagram and Facebook, which is way more visual than Discord. And um, whitelist, you know, like I will one day mint an NFT project. And I just, I'm going to take the best of everything that I've seen. But I also have some things that I've never seen that I think would work. And one thing I think would work is, is you have a whitelist. Where anyone could be on the whitelist, but they have to pay. And let's say your NFT's minting for a hundred bucks, they pay 70 bucks to get on the whitelist. And what that allows them to do is it allows them to mint an NFT after the mint is over, if they want to, based on how the mint went. If not, they get their 70 bucks back. So like if a project doesn't sell out, whitelisted doesn't have to get caught in that mess. If project does sell out, they can now mint for cheaper at the end of the mint, right? Because what happens is the, the whitelist is I think, if you just give people a whitelist, they're, I think they're the flippers who talk about what you, what you were saying before. They're looking to like five, 10X and get out or they over mint. And they actually spend way too much money on, on a project. And then mm. it turns out that it doesn't sell out and there's no secondary market activity. Those are the people that flood the market Below mint price with NFTs, that's just what I've seen. So the whitelisters can be your best friend, or they can be the ones that they're the ones, you know, sinking the the project at least in the beginning. I think projects can recover from you know not such a great mint or. um
1: you know, Oh, let's talk about that. Price. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about like. Let's talk about ONFT. Even put. Let's put my feet to the fire you know um six percent minted now two weeks into it what's your criticisms
2: six percent but your your supply is huge so you still minted a lot of nfts like several hundred nfts you minted
1: yeah we're at this point i think we're over 500 nfts minted so if we would have gone smaller it would look a bit different plus we're on two different chains which splits things up and um yeah, our prices. Is... I think
2: that you're building something, and I don't. I would not look at that. I would. You not don't have look to at... be
1: kind right now. I'm asking you to be. Uh, please give me the hard balls.
2: No, I think I think the obsession right now is the secondary market. I think mm. um, I think the market sucks for NFTs right now. Um, I I definitely think that I I have I've been a part of projects that left mints open for months, and they turned out just fine. And and the gaming is one of the one of the areas where I think you can get away with that because you can just keep building yeah. and just be like, as people That's find what, out about as people yeah. find out about my game, they'll mint or they won't, or they'll just hang out in Discord for two months before they mint. That's fine with me. Um, I, I, I'm I'm a big holder of a project on Cardano. They're building a crazy game. It's a card game. There's collections involved, and there's like a virtual world aspect being built. They've had twelve different mints. Some of them oh, are yeah, tokens. About yeah, yeah. I'm telling you right now, some of these mints were open for six, seven months and they're still selling above the mint price now in the secondary market. And some of the stuff has no utility. They released just strictly as hey, collectible art from our artist who does this. Cool. Didn't mint out six, seven months, then finally it mints out. Now it's selling for higher. It's just, it's a matter of just first of all, if you're developing a game, the community needs to be extraordinarily patient and not have unrealistic expectations for flipping the nfts that that's number one and number two if you're developing a game even if you do mint out chances are the floor price is going to go below the mint at some point maybe several times maybe for extended periods of time and if people can't emotionally handle that then they you you probably don't want them holding like 50 of your nfts anyway I, i don't know i gaming is so different and and Games in my mind. If I say, "Oh, there's a game being built," all right, mm-hmm. in a year, let's see where they're at. You know, in two years, yeah. maybe oh, maybe there's a demo in a year. Maybe there's not. Um, you can keep adding people because you're building, and little by little, it'll get minted. And who cares how long the mint stays open? That's how I feel about it. Hey, look, the longer the mint stays open, the the less people are gonna be selling on the secondary market because if I'm going to buy an NFT, I can mint or I can buy it in the secondary market. If the mint's still open, I'm probably going to mint. Right? That, that, mm. That's that's most people. Yeah, I I have no criticisms because you're building a game.
3: Mm.
2: I think I think what you could do is now cater to the people who minted. They're with you. They're stuck with you, no matter what. I mm-hmm. would just cater everything to people that you haven't yet <laughs> reached. You know, even if that means simplifying your your roadmap or at least like the public version of your roadmap. You know, put like four things on it, two things on it. And then, hey, this is what we're doing. And we're building this. Don't even give the details of the project. Just give, hey, this is what we're building. And we're we're prepared to spend a year building it or however long you think and add things to your roadmap strategically to generate excitement and keep people coming back, I guess. That that's what this other project does. They put no time limits on anything. They just have a good patient community and they just know, Oh, every couple of months, something big happens. So I'll just wait around for that. In the meantime, they promote other projects. They just, they have lots of off topic stuff going on. The project creator doesn't even really control the discord. It's just like moderators that got delegated all the, all the responsibility. So I don't know know if that was what you're looking for, but I think if you're building a game, you're in a different boat than everyone else. Because the purpose of an NFT is not to flip it, right? If you have a utility in your NFT, that's not like a flip. That's not like an automatic flip. So,
3: yeah, I
1: mean, that may
2: that may turn people off that are only trying to do that. And it looks like on Stargaze, there's a lot of people doing that.
1: Yeah, we definitely, I feel like, um, you have that kind of crowd that's coming in and looking for that exact same thing. And they're complaining about, you know, Oh, well, what are you going to do with this? like when, when Ali's, when I had my price, it was a huge price. Right. Um, and that's very small collection and people. And, um,
2: and like women from cosmos were the two most expensive. And those were the two that I minted or I tried to mint hers. I couldn't get, couldn't get shit. On that one. that that's another thing we should talk about what maybe not tonight but like like let's just have a collection of like 40 nfts that's amazing right and then mm-hmm. she she sells out and first of all she had to like allocate nfts to her whitelisters just so they would get one and then uh-huh. um mince her second collection i got one of those and then and then it's, it's just, it's, just a, it's, it's so different when it's not a game. It's-
1: it's so interesting. It's so fascinating to see the different elements. And like, even then, like for us, I remember people were like, well, in the, in the beginning they were funny, like, uh, you know, like, well, what uh, how, are you going to burn your stuff if it doesn't, you know, are you going to burn the rest if it doesn't sell and all it's these things you're going to, what do you, yeah, what are you going to do? You you, do? If all, you needed to like, mint
2: that number, then burning it is not an option and burning it. Listen, I would, I would be totally against burning supply unless it doesn't affect what the original goal was. Um yeah, you could overestimate like minting and they oh I'm gonna mint ten thousand and you're like, oh shit, really looks like I'm not gonna even be able to mint five. Yeah. But you can't figure that out in like a couple of weeks during the worst time in NFT so, history.
1: So 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 one of the interesting things like what, what I I see is what something um that I was already looking at in the beginning, and now um, Osmosis is actually talking about doing and trying to do, which is like creating award systems for other chains to then have the ability to uh, customize Wasmington to their own NFTs, right? But it's still then Osmos centric, right? Whereas Allies is not chain centric; it's it's Cosmos centric, um, and it's really crypto centric in a in a whole. But it's at least like a broader scale for Cosmos to speak for it. And so like for me too, like the idea is then to, to bring in those elements where, um, you know, you have like, let's say you mint, um, you know, a specific collection with that, um, like, like let's say bad kids came out with another collection. Like, and if you minted, you would get another airdrop of uh, like a special belt uh, that could fit onto an alley for the PVP game, right? Like that's kind of where where I'm looking at is like if you LP for a certain time in a certain pool on Juno Swap or Osmosis, uh, right? Or uh, if you're doing something specific for star games, if you're showing up to an event, the idea then is like you can earn through coming to those events or if you're doing specific tasks or if you're never selling an NFT, right? Or if you're owning a certain amount of NFTs, like you can then, get specific items that can be used to implement like so outside of like staking like our nfts for stardust and minting them you can actually earn items as well that can be minted into your alley in the final stages to use for PVP, right? So there's there's a lot of elements, too, that are really cool as far as, like, working with other chains and things like that, too, that can kind of take things to a whole another level. And I think that's one of the biggest things for, like, us and our project is like, with Owlys, is that, like, staking isn't live yet. I feel like if staking was live for the NFTs and people were able to earn Stardust, um, that alone... Um, would be a huge incentive to like mint out our project. Like you're saying, like, but, but if the game isn't live yet, it's just, a, it's a different network than, you know, a lot of these uh, projects who are coming in, they have, don't have a, necessarily a roadmap yet. They don't know how their utility is going to play out. Whereas for us, we know exactly how it's going to play out, but, but so do everyone else. So they, they think in their sense, because they know how it's going to play out, they, they see the timeline. Oh, I have two months. I have four months, right? I have this much time before I need to mint this because that's not going to be ready yet. Whereas if they don't know anything, they just know they're going to build and it looks super sexy. Well shit, I better get this quick because I don't know what's gonna happen. And I think that's what the deeper conversation we were talking about before having that is I think that's one of the key things is like the unknown creates FOMO and yeah, and, it, and it does.
2: A hundred percent yes, a hundred percent yes and and it's people people would rather get blindsided like that I'm just than, too like,
1: honestly i rather i'd rather I'd rather be truthful and upfront yeah. and, and I think and, um
2: I think part of this, and I can't remember if it was you or david were, were talking about it, there's definitely like a generational like gap here where yeah. you know I think our our People our age and older, they have like a more business like mentality, and then everyone else is just kind of go with the flow.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: The go with the flow is definitely more creative, but I think people like us can put more structure into things. And it, sometimes it doesn't connect. I, I I definitely see that. I see. I, I I just I think there needs to be more more structure in the space and more, more yes. Like, yes more stepping stones from A to B for people that are new but i think for your your project in particular it's a game just keep making the game So here's another advantage by the way of keeping a mint open let's say i don't have that much money and i i mint your project and then that's all my stars tokens for that period of time and then like a month later the mint is still open but i've earned some rewards that i could sell from other and i can mint another one without really extending myself and it, it's better in the long run for secondary market activity because some people, I don't know what the hell is wrong with these people. They are totally obsessed with the floor price of, of NFT project. It's like they only want it when it's expensive. And and for me, there are projects that dip below the, by, below the mint price a few months after they mint. And now there's like tons more development and tons more, um, you know, everything's more clear about what the final project is going to be. So it's, it's better to buy it cheaper with more information. So I, I wouldn't worry that much. If like everything turns around, like Bitcoin's like 80,000 and you're still like 6%, then, you know, you can worry about it. But, (laughs) but uh, you know, for a game, listen, there's a game getting developed on Cardano that I think is going to be the best blockchain game ever. And, they minted in December. Their mint was like 450 US dollars. Um, it's a horse racing game. You get a horse, you get a jockey, 450 bucks. They mint 14,000 of them in 24 hours. They, wow. Their mint was, they didn't have a number. They just said, we're going to stay open for 24 hours. There's no whitelist. You can mint whatever you want. They left it open. And um, I would say within a month, the, the horses were being sold for significantly below the mint price, like below half. Um, people were so rallied around this game that they, they put together stables. They have websites for, for like their, their stables because the mint was expensive. They got partners. They have like 10 horses in their stable because there's a breeding function. There's programmed in genetics. There's all this shit in the game. Long story short, about two months ago, they have a town hall meeting. They're like, yeah, our roadmap is not reasonable at all. Like, we are going to miss our roadmap. There will be no playable version of the game this year. And, and people, you know, obviously were upset because they've been waiting for this. They put a lot of money into it. It doesn't matter. Like The, the floor price is still way above the mid price now because it, it just yeah. turned around. It gave people a chance to accumulate who don't need to sell to like make back their money really quick. They didn't extend themselves and it gave people a chance to organize and like build these stables. So like, I know someone who has, he's partnered with three people, they bought 10 horses. It, it, and, and you know, the, the team is doxed. They're working with legit gaming companies. All, all this stuff is going on and they just flat out said like, yeah, we're missing, we're, we're never hitting our roadmap this year. It's not realistic. We had a hard time doing this, this, and this. It, it yeah. didn't...
1: It Dates didn't affect, are so dangerous in it, this it, it space. Didn't,
2: they, yeah, they, they didn't affect anything because it went mm. through like a three-month... I would say two-month period where the price dipped below the mid-price, like by half. And and it it slowly recovered. And now what's yeah. happening is the, the more elite NFTs in in the group are going for... I don't know. They're like over a thousand ADA for like a good horse, something like that.
1: But let's see. That's interesting too, though. Is so, do they have outside money coming in?
2: They they raised all their money from the from the mint, and there's like a two percent royalty on the secondary market activity.
1: Um, so there's no there's no big gaming companies coming in and funding them. There's no VC money coming them. in.
2: They're, they're paying gaming companies to develop their um, their using
1: app. the mint money
2: yeah well think about it they they raised like i don't know it was like six million dollars in a day it was it, wow. was it was like almost the mint was almost 500 bucks and they minted fourteen thousand in and change so let's see what that comes out to
1: yeah and yeah, yeah. No, I, I see it's like
2: seven it's like seven million but so between six and seven million they
1: so they're they're just able to pay smaller firms to come in and build everything that they want them to build they're, yeah,
2: cool. and plus, well Plus, two of them are developers. So, one guy is a very well-known NFT collector in that community. He's fully doxxed. Um, there's two developers. They hired a an architect, an actual architect, to design racetracks for the game. They hired horse trainers as consultants, and they
1: have yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. Their, so no different than like yeah yeah.
2: yeah. they're their marketing person. They just hired a new marketing person. She has a background in like veterinary medicine. It's 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 like they yeah, they have yeah. they have everything.
1: Yeah, they're coring in like what they need as far as yeah. They're trying. They're, to build they're learning like, to yeah yeah
2: yeah. They're trying That's to build. Cool. It, it, it's cool, but point is they they went way below the min price and it it turns out fine. And they're missing roadmap. And people are just stuck with these expensive NFTs. They can't do much with now except. I mean, I've never seen one use as a PFP. It's a it's a, a fucking horse. So.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. But that's the nice thing is you can use an owl as a PFP. <laughs> but but I, I see the same kind of, like, for us too, it was like the hard thing was the alleys, the GFPs were, they were, there wasn't an intricate mint put into it. It was a bootstrap mint um, that has very big rewards built into them. But, you know, you see right now, like, the... The, the 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 bronze babies going for like half of what the mint was a little well, more than half they're more than half but still it's <laughs> it's less than you know and that's that's like whoa you know because like if people actually knew the value of this stuff but again i think it's that people see the roadmap and oh i got time
2: oh, well see. that that could very well be it and that's i mean that's the right way to do it if you don't have the the tokens to expand. Plus, I mean, if
1: uh, if you could earn, if you could say it right now, and you're earning, like especially if Stardust, like if stars staking was live, right, and you could earn stars, and you could earn the Stardust NFT, like the Stardust uh, token. Like there, that that's only created out of nowhere, right? So it's not there's zero supply at the beginning. So it would be crazy not to buy up the entire bottom supply of the GFPs. Uh, if yes. the staking was live and stake all of them so that you're 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 the guy who's literally providing all the liquidity and making all the money. Right. It's and, an, it's and, an exercise and,
2: in compounding, right? It's it's like yeah. uh you you're cornering the market on, on minting these tokens and then you could always and you still have the NFTs in the end. Yeah. So yeah, I I wouldn't worry too much about it. I mean, I can't remember what your mint was. It was like you, you know what, these little PFP things, they're like flying off the shelves now and they're cheap. Like the one today was like, I don't know, it was like three Juno tokens or something. I, the PFPs are cool until the next PFP project comes because you can only have one. It's, just, it's you know you, you yeah. can only display well, one PF, PFP. So
1: one of the things I've heard from some of these biggest things, these bigger guys, right in the in the space too, as well is it's it's that. um You, you have to handle the pressure. You have to, you have to be unaffected by it. And, and I can tell you this, uh, from, from, and I haven't said this to anyone yet, but like, uh, from the Friday that we our mint went live, and ten days after, were probably the some of the worst mental health days that I've yeah. ever had. Um, since you know, not just being sober, but like going through this this last like ten years of my life. I mean, like it it was horrible because it was so different than the GFP mint, and the environment was so different, and the 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 verbiage from people, um, and the um, just the pressure of feeling you know, because I'm all in on this, this isn't, I'm docs, like, I can't just walk away from this project. And I, I'm like, I, I believe in this, I, I want to see this fulfilled, and it's fulfillable. So it's not like it's something I like, can just be like, oh, da, da, da. It's like, this, 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 this thing can continue to exist far beyond myself, because it's, it's not rocket science, and it's beautiful, and it's cool, and it's fun. And, um, you know, but, but at the same time, like, Going through that and like, you know, and knowing like I'm not attached to it all, but at the same time still like allow, you know, the, the pressure still comes in no matter how much you can be removed for something like the pressure still comes in to be like, oh, you know, this 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 kind of hurts. It's it's kind of a hit. Um, but at the same time, like you're saying, like, um, you know, the the attachment, like it's so different with gaming NFTs and like we're building real utility behind everything that we're making and so long term it's not a big deal and that's what i've been trying to communicate with my community but at the same time i'll tell you man like when the mint happened it was just like it was definitely like a like a whoa you know it it hurts and you have to be able to walk through it
2: i mean you've minted pretty much when everyone's ust disappeared right like that was (laughs) like that that, that's a that's a big deal because that's there's no there's no I just don't think there's any liquidity to buy any of these dips. And I think that like no, what you were no. saying before, there's going to be the, the reversal is going to have to be like complete. Um, it's going to literally have to depend on like the government to like reverse this. They're going to have to, you know, end the war in Ukraine, stop raising interest rates. And there has to be regulation for Bitcoin for like uh, for me to feel good about what, what I'm holding right now.
1: Well, and that's the difference too. Though is i is, if not, then there is a hyperinflationary rush into assets that are safe havens during that time, and NFTs and um, yeah. all coins are not going to be it. It's going to be Bitcoin. It's going to be gold. It's going to be silver. It's going to be property. Um, and 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 that's tough.
2: Yeah, I know. I agree. I think. Um, I think that uh, the other thing is like. When they admit that we're in a recession, that might be the sign that it's turning around because they're always like a year or two behind.
1: Definitely, my, my, yeah. My, like inflation is not eight like... percent; inflation's probably sixteen percent. You know, like <laughs> Listen,
2: the the guy who was the guy who was on here talking before I picked Bitcoin. I talked to him on Twitter like, uh, like it was like almost two years ago because I would go back and forth with him about sports at a different Twitter account. He he works for one of the big banks. I don't know if it's Goldman Sachs or whatever. He told me two years ago, he's like, he's like, yeah, we're using numbers a lot different than what they're saying. Like they're saying inflation is 2% or whatever. The CPI was like 2%. He's like, our number that we're using is between six and 11%. And that was two years ago. So what is it? What if they're
3: telling you it's eight, it's like 20. So
2: it's. Uh, I think this is. A, it, yeah, you're gonna need to own Bitcoin to buy meat like a year from now. You're not gonna be able to afford like uh, like bacon. <laughs> it, it's it's pretty wild.
1: It it. I'll, I'll tell you one uh, story that's kind of crazy. Is is in 2020 early on. You know, I I was a conspiracy guy long before all this happened. You know, I I woke up in like 06 and 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 then began my journey and. Um, uh in 2019 2000 i was already kind of seeing some stuff and then 2020 happened of course i remember i went and i bought a bunch of kalamata olives like a couple crates worth and like um uh those green olives i forget what they're with a C. I of forget what they're called but like i bought like a bunch of those man those used to go for like two bucks or less a jar right for a, like a full size uh of the Mosetti brand and like they are now five fifty to six fifty, yeah. depending on which one you're looking at. I that's mean
2: six percent that's like six percent month over month.
1: Dude, like they have yeah, I mean I've tripled my return, you know, almost on on my yeah. storable foods, uh, because I bought things that I knew I would eat um that wouldn't go bad immediately, right? Like that's kind of crazy. Cause like but you know I didn't if i would have seen you know the idea of imports um and i didn't know that they were going to have these kind of stockades and blockades and all that stuff for COVID outbreaks and stuff like that to keep i don't know yeah it, it's it's just you can't prepare for any of this stuff cause like, huh. because like i mean because the way that gold it's not and silver logic, it's is not how yeah, how but the way they're manip- cool. they manipulate everything, like they can manipulate every single market you can invest in. So there's really, there's no hedge. And I, I'm i just going to throw this. I mean, there's no hedge except a spiritual hedge. Like either you get your spiritual self in check uh, or you're doomed because like there, there's no hedge no matter what you do, no matter what you invest in, no matter how you put yourself in a position. And even then you could have the best position in the world and then zombies show up at your door and you can't, you know, you got to run, right? Or, or you're, 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 uh, I mean, obviously that's silly, but, but like, you know, you could be traveling in the moment the things hit the fan and you can't even get to your home stockade, right? Like, it doesn't matter what you do to prepare. The only thing that really matters is spiritually where you're at and with your own self. Um, and, and that can mean a whole lot of things for a lot of people. So I'm not going to try to, push what I believe in on anyone but but I'm telling you what like where I am centered like I have a safety and security there that that um, I'm not worried I'm not stressed I'm not anxious I'm not scared like I'm pretty secure in, in the future and I can tell you this um, back in 2008 and in 2012 when people like Alex Jones was preaching at the rooftops that the world's going to end and storable food's going through the roof and all this scary stuff is happening and everybody's going to die and everything was going to end you know I was scared back then and then we're still here now but even then, like, we don't know what tomorrow will bring ever. And, um, you know, the only thing that you can really have is the security in, uh, you know, being well and good to others around you and, um, you know, spiritually keeping yourself in check because no, no matter what, like none of this stuff matters in the end, none of it matters. Like the fortunes yeah, come true. and go always, they always come and go like, you're never going to hold on to what you, what you've, what you've gained today, um, uh, for tomorrow. So.
2: No, you're right. I would end on that, but I would—I was just going to mention one thing. I'm pretty sure Alex Jones had like ten thousand Bitcoin on a laptop, and he just threw the laptop in the garbage. Like he had his like a, his keys on on that laptop.
1: I know a couple of people that probably did something similar uh, from those early days. Because I'm from—he's from Austin. I'm from Austin area, and um, you know, I was sitting there marching alongside people like that in the early days, and uh, I don't doubt it because you know what's really weird um is that he he talks about how george soros was telling him to promote bitcoin on his show and he was like no and it's like huh that's weird because you know way back in the day man when i was like going to some of this stuff dude (laughs) i was going to stuff like i don't know if you've ever heard of like somebody called jack blood he is a dope mother go look at some of his old podcasts, like old radio. He used to be on old radio. Like he crossed Alex. Like if you cross Alex Jones, you're outed back then, right? Like you were out, like you could lose your programming. And he was one of those personalities that was pretty big back then. And then he crossed him and he got like taken off of some of that like large scale uh, conspiracy type stuff. But man, I, I remember going out to like David Icke, David Icky, if you've ever heard of him. He does like yes, uh, I the think whole- Oh, he just like the whole reptilian stuff. Oh my god, it's so fascinating, so fun to go down that rabbit hole. Um, Not that that's not my foundation, but it's so freaking amazingly fun. But like the people that go to that man, like I went to an eight-hour lecture uh, for him like fifteen years ago in Arizona, and I met some of the coolest personalities. And they were like, "Yeah, dude, Alex Jones is." um, They said he was a Jesuit, and other people said he was an outsider in some other way, and. I mean, it's just like it's just so fun, but at the same time, you have to be careful. Like, you can't let any of that stuff suck you in. It's like what we're in now. Like all the financial craziness, all the vaccines, the all the crazy stuff that's happening right now, all the conspiracies that's happening right now, it's all meant to keep your focus away from one thing and one thing only, is that there's a center place inside every single human being that has to be spiritually centered. That's it.
2: Well i agree yeah i definitely know who that is i, I just i just Googled the <laughs> picture
1: i i i saw one of them. yeah he's 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 wild man like David think he's like he's cool though because like some of a lot of what he's makes does like make sense and some of the people were talking some pretty crazy like technology back then of like you know using energy and stuff to be able to cure cancer and, and stuff and there's actually been stuff that's come out later since then showing some of that you know like it was so crazy like Back then the stuff that was like weird conspiracies now is mainstream <laughs> mainstream media fact. Yeah.
2: Stuff that was conspiracy two years ago is now mainstream fact.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so anyway,
2: yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut this short. I've been on here for like I don't even know. I think I've been up here for five hours.
1: <laughs> oh I got the I got the I was just in the kitchen a second ago and my wife walked out and I got the what the F moment. Of like, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> and go to bed.
2: <laughs> I told mine, I'm like, Yeah, I'll come downstairs and watch the end of the Ranger game later. And I just did not.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, well, dude, uh, this is exactly what um you know we we talked about last time we did the yeah. YouTube thing too. So I'm glad we get to do it and I'll definitely yeah. try to make sure to make time to you awesome know here. when you're when you're going on because yeah, I love it, man. I'll let you do good talks.
2: Cool. All right. Well, I'm pretty sure everyone else here is not really here, that their phone <laughs> is just on uh on mute but uh anyway yeah probably like every week every two weeks i'll just do whatever whatever comes up with nfts and it usually get a lot of creators to come on if i do it on like a weekday so
1: yeah earlier oh. too man that was really cool like that was really fun like talking back and forth with some other people oh, and stuff. Yeah. And i think it'd be fun to to have some more of those deeper challenging conversations because like even for me man like that's what i was saying like give me the hard balls right because like you get um the problem is sometimes you get these echo chambers and um, you and, and like I already know better than that, but I'm like trying to f- like root out like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Like, how can I be better? What do I what do I need to be doing? And you can't find those answers. Everyone's just trying to throw praise at you, whether they're trying to make money off of you, or they just don't know better or I don't know. It's a close space, but like it could become dangerous. So it'd be fun to have some of those conversations too, with other creators and like our struggles and um, you know, the journeys and stuff like that. I think it's really fun.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. The creators bring in an insight that I would never have. Yeah. Anyway, have a good one, man. And uh, you too. Good good rest of the weekend.
1: Yeah, man. You too. I'm sure I'll catch
2: up with you uh, during the week online. See you later.
0: Thanks for checking out another episode of the ether. That was part two of the two-part NFT Happy Hour, hosted by Cosmos, DeFi, and NFTs, recorded on Sunday, June 12th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening... Head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. When I'm ripping and rapping, I ain't picking the bastards to be tricking the masses into getting their asses kicked. Feels like I have be been getting my masters. Fuck a pump double like the income that's passive. Raise up the bar before I fly right past it. I'll be writing rhymes till they put me in a casket. Old oh man shit, put the lotion on its skin. Then put that shit back in the damn basket like Buffalo Bill, the way I'm ruffling feathers. Snuffing out debt, cut the heads off collectors. Keep a couple heads in a jar as keepsakes and take the rest and turn them into freebait upgrade the feel supply the freebase looking all professional tools in the briefcase running on empty from gassing up my teammates first one down let me know how that sleep tastes now places the
3: lotion in the basket <gasps>
0: Direct and impossible Defending the plausible From end to demonstrable The mission isn't even Worried about the clearance Running interference Till our enemies fear us We're only one disappearance Away from a bad day Everybody trying to save face On the last day Feeling fancy About to pull out the masse Drop the eight ball in passing That's so passe I'm getting nasty You cannot put it past me A mix between blasphemy And talk everlasting Feeling like a masterpiece Looking like a tragedy Trying to get through Another day full of savagery Getting headstrong from work in the mess hall all hands on deck waiting for our next haul. I need the rest got big plans to eject so feed the grass and keep off the Kleenex I am interested in magic because I am fascinated with psychology I love to learn about how people make influences though. how they draw conclusions find patterns and information. And in particular, I'm interested in all that can go wrong. Uh, how an individual can be led astray certain cognitive vulnerabilities or exploited. Imagine a world in which an old dying man's last dying wish is fulfilled. Alexa? Can you play that one sci-fi space where he clowned all the moon and XRP bag holders and then told everyone to buy Luna because it was going to a thousand? I'm, I'm confused why we're not talking about the fact that you can easily like 300x your money on XRP. Right? You know, I son, TikTok, I remember a time. And it's Alexa, scared, enough. I'm trying to reminisce now. I remember a time before Terra Spaces existed, when things that were said on random Twitter Spaces would just get lost to the proverbial black hole of time. 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 That's the best bet. Uh-huh. Why isn't Luna in wind turbines Hey, guys. Though? I'm um, reading all about these wind Guys, turbines. do you mind if I explain Cardano a little bit? Because I've been in Cardano since like 2018, and I can do a full breakdown. Um, just when you thought it was safe to shill shit coins. Oh my god you guys i don't know what to do so much blood it's so red from the creators of your exit liquidity in association with we all love to hear ourselves talk inc for more information go to terraspacesorg donate